Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Computer Game Show. Dave's not here. So my name is Sean Bell. I'm joined by Matt Murray. Hello. James Farley. Hello. And special guest, Sean the Boat. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Sean. How's it going? Very good, thank you. I just realised there's going to be two Sean's. How are we going to differentiate between I mean, the two? Uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go straight in and like attack you on this, but yeah, I'm a bit, I'm feeling a bit threatened to be honest. I'm, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Do we, do we need a system? I, I could be diet Sean, and you could be full fat Sean. If that helps. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <Straight> <laughs> Did you see the milk challenge? Is that, is that what it's about? <laughs> oh God, don't don't want to think about the milk challenge. It's still there's still like a residual ache. In, in my gut from are that. You, have you, are you still drinking milk, Sean? Or is it... Uh... I'm, I'm still on the milk, yes. Yeah. I mean, not not like I used to. Um, it's basically on cereal or with biscuits, but never not on its own anymore. That's That's been ruined for me somewhat. See, I bought two today and I was looking at them and I was thinking, I could do this, you know. There's no way you're going to get that same high again is by having that much. Probably, probably not. I mean, I'd have to do three, wouldn't I? And then it'd be... Uh, yeah. That's true, yeah. I mean, part of me has a massive regrets about that, not just because of the how it went down for me, but because I didn't put a timer on the screen. And I feel like <laughs> we could have had, okay, like, so the PB was, you know, seven minutes, two, or whatever, and we could, Yeah. I wish we'd timed it. I guess I could look at the stream and just kind of back. Yeah, you could just it. go back and measure it. Maybe I will. Because then, then, James, Maybe you, you could. can do as many streams as you want if you want to try and beat your best time. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I might do that. Instead, I'll sack off the Dark Souls 2 and just go for that. Just go yeah. drinking milk. Yeah. Where, yeah, where do you go after you've finished every FromSoft game? Yeah. <laughs> drinking vast quantities of milk. Anyway, Sean, do you want to talk briefly about who you are and what you do? I know it feels like we're sort of asking you, like whenever we do this with guests, I always feel like I'm asking them to justify their presence here, but I always feel really weird doing the like doing your sort of bio for you. So do you want to- <laughs> <laughs> So um I'm Sean Labode. Uh I've been in the games industry for about maybe ten years. I used to work for mm-hmm. a publishing company before called Sold mm-hmm. Out, where I was a product manager. Um but I in the, this year, earlier this year, in about March, um I just wanted to take that bigger step in my career to actually, you know, help with games to be made. And funny enough, mm-hmm. there was a great opportunity at PlayStation to basically work on evaluating games so loads of games come through and we kind of give it tears it's actually the dream job um and all whilst doing that um i've been also doing lots of streams which is how you know we've all got in touch um i've kicked that back off this year as well so i primarily play um tough games in a safe space that's kind of like the brand so (laughs) a lot of from software games there returnal celeste um cuphead will continue to break me um and then occasionally (laughs) i need to have a little break and just do something like cooking simulator which again is very difficult in fact more difficult than any other game i've actually played (laughs) and um yeah that's that's more or less what um i've been specifically doing this year um so thank you all for having me on this week in fact this weekend more or less started with one of the 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 friends of the podcast cammy showing his butt on a (laughs) webcam and i was like everything's been downhill since then so it's it's been amazing (laughs) yeah that was an incredible event yes. wasn't it it was a genuinely really like was. electrifying stream like <laughs> you see lots of streams it's okay like it's just like stands off on the stream and you watch it and it's enjoyable but then there's these certain other streams where it really felt like a moment it was i mean do we need we should probably exp- hang on should we do the patreon producers first yeah, yeah and then we'll that, talk yeah. about cammy getting his ass out <laughs> on a public webcam 
Patreon producers for this month, we've got Aaron Patrick, the QuickBooks chat, Simon Nelson, Tom S, Jack Oven, Moomin Biscuit, Dave Ernsberger, Colin Brown, Gasman, uh, Palace are great now, brackets Gabby Pereira, Graham Mackay, Rocketman76, Rex Reese, Happy Birthday Sam, Love from Neil, aka Bitch in Sync, four months running, Grey Jug and Claw, Fred Fenge, and the Radio Anywhere and TLNA crew. Thank you so much for your support, um, especially as we head towards Christmas. When everything costs a fortune and I've got no money. So, uh, much appreciated. Right, Cammy getting his arse out. Mm. See, I, I, I didn't I, even I, see how this came about. Initially. I only saw this going on on Twitter and I was like, because I was, I'd missed, I think I'd missed it and I was like, have I missed the arse? Have I missed the arse? And I was just like tuning in and I, I had missed the arse, which was a shame. Thousands were saying the same. Mm. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, our friend Cammy Toman. Um, aka, wait, what is it? He's Kokami on Twitch, isn't he? I think it's Kokami. Anyway, okay. he set up a stream where it was just a public webcam, um, like you know, one of those ones that's just set up in like a town center and anyone can can view it. Um, and then he drove there and got his ass out on camera, which doesn't sound that interesting. But I was like, my heart was racing. When he was like, he's on the phone on the stream and he's like talking about where he is and it's like, oh my God, he's going to be on camera any minute. It's going to be any minute now. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely and incredible. It, yeah. I, mean, so I believe um, he he said he was going to go uh, and be on his webcam anyway. And then so- mm. either someone said, yeah, how many subs would it take for you to get your ass out on, on the camera? <laughs> and he said a number. And then, you know, everyone threw, threw subs in and suddenly he was on his way to... I believe he was doing a job anyway over there, but then... He was, yeah, yeah. It just so happened, yeah, it kind of escalated and then, you know... I mean, <laughs> the link was tweeted, loads of people were coming in and he got like 130 odd people by the end yeah, watching man. him get his ass out on camera. It was unbelievable. And like, if it wasn't... It's incredible. Just, it wasn't just the fact that he was there, the fact that someone else like, waved him in a car and that was CJ, his mate, and then CJ got in his car... <laughs> <laughs> and then someone else is there, and also like all, all the, the the other people kind of essentially commentating on the stream in a Discord yep. call, filling time <laughs> while Camus on his way there to the the camera. Then is so, absolutely someone brilliant. else turned up with a sign saying mm. "nice ass, mate" or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was incredible. Fantastic. And bless him, he's been at great pains to point out that he technically didn't get his full ass out. He pre- he pretended to drop something in the street and bent over, and some ass was revealed. And I just said, look, the point, the whole point is the the camera feed, the quality of it was so bad that people can believe what they want. And if they if they want to believe they saw your ass, they can. They can make that choice. Um <laughs> So yeah, what what an incredible thing. Yeah. It's definitely a where were you moment. I was gonna say go back and watch the archive, but have you seen it? It's three and a half hours long. <laughs> it, I mean it's worth it, I think. I mean I am assuming <laughs> somebody clipped the ass. You know. Yes. Uh, yeah, well we did. Clips were shared on our own Twitter account, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't follow that. No, yeah, no kidding. Feedback. <laughs> Have we got any feedback, Matt, on the last episode? Yes, absolutely. We're going to start with Andrew O'Connor's Filthy Mouth. Dear TCGS, I was watching an older talk server the other day and need some closure. Did you ever find out what Andrew O'Connor was actually saying on the Krypton Factor final? Now, this is in reference <laughs> no. to a video. Well, we did a talk server of Krypton Factor months ago, and... Um, yep. On that, there there was a game where it's basically spot the difference. There's a video was played, it's like a five minute video, and then a video was played again, and you had to spot the difference between two videos. But what happened in this video was it was a man and woman singing, singing a song. They are uh, this dinner table, and at one point the man stands up and gets in a woman's face, and it looks like he shouts the c word. 
And, <laughs> he doesn't even shout it. It's quite casual. He's very dismissive. Yeah. He, he said, um, and he says, whatever it was, he says it a lot. And like we obviously absolutely died laughing. Uh, absolutely one of our highlights on on the Patreon talks over this year. <laughs> and, and we put it out as a clip on the uh, TC just advent calendar, which I don't actually believe oh, we yeah. mentioned no, on we the haven't. pod. Yeah, we'll come back to that in a minute. Anyway, yeah, in terms of what he, they actually said, like, uh, yeah, so it sounded like the C word. Uh, we believe he actually says hun. Yeah. <laughs> hun is the actual but, I mean, word. But it's the way he yeah. says it. It's like, it, he says it with such sort of venom as well that it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll never know. Again, it's like the Kamizar situation. The, the source isn't enough to really, you know, have a firm opinion either way, so you just got to believe what you want. I mean, if anyone listening knows Andrew O'Connor and <laughs> could get in touch with him and find out, that'd be brilliant because we tried and he's not on... Well, actually, we didn't try. We looked on Twitter and he's not there. But, uh, yeah, if anybody... <laughs> that's, that's as much effort as we're willing to put in. Basically, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> but, yeah, but right. I'm also just on the... Advent calendar, yeah, we didn't mention this last week, but yeah, on our mm. socials every day over uh, December, well, up until December 24th, we're putting out a clip or something from the show over the year or our Patreon stuff or talks over just some of our kind of favourite moments uh, over the year. So yeah, to go to our socials every day and it'll be another video. Uh, so far, we've had some bangers already. And, and we have. We've got, pl- we've got plenty more. We've got another 20-odd <laughs> to go. So yeah, look out. Hang on, but are day. we doing? Are we doing twenty five or twenty four? It was always scheduled twenty four, but I, I'm I'm not averse to having a twenty fifth one. I mean, we did we did all kick off the other week about advent calendars with only twenty four doors on them. So it's a bit rich if we don't. We need to think of something. Yeah. Oh no. There's. I mean, I've already got twenty odd. Then, but there's so many more <laughs> I haven't really kind of delved into. But yeah, no doubt we'll find some stuff. Cool. All right, what's next? Okay, Nick Gersman. Matt is a fucking idiot. He went Whoa. mental because <laughs> Halo will have its campaign split into chunks. Yet he creamed his pants over Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is exactly that. Matt, you are a fool and a goon. I mean, we'll all do I mean, for starters, Nick. Ju- just, to, just to clarify once again, Halo's campaign is not being split into chunks. <laughs> Me and James just seemingly both... I think we just Mandela-affected that. We both just... Yeah, we decided assumed. that was the truth, and yeah. I, I can't find a single thing that even suggests it now. I don't know where that came from. Um, but yeah, the Halo campaign is not split into chunks. It's all coming out on... Is it the 8th or the 9th? It's the 8th. It's the 8th, isn't it? I yeah. think the reason we did that is because the development of it seems to have been somewhat torturous. We kind of assumed yeah. that it was going to be like that because it feels like <laughs> they're just like leaking things out here and there. But yeah. obviously not. Or maybe we, we just misread the same thing about you know them sort of the sort of drip feeding elements of it i don't know really weird but that. in reference to nick's feedback i mean it's, mm. it's entirely different things one final fantasy 7 that's like an extremely long game anyway yeah. uh, a halo mo- halo single player campaign is what eight to ten hours mm-hmm. really so Probably. it's incredibly different things to split an eight to ten hour single player campaign over potentially multiple chunks as was at some point reported last week, uh, but by this show only, <laughs> uh, versus Final Fantasy VII, which was, yeah, like 56... Well, I mean, the first... Part one of Final Fantasy VII Remake was like a 50-hour game. So it's yeah. very, very different things. Also, like, Halo's... Yeah, I, I, the, the, that's why I went... That's why I was pretty angry. Also, because I, had, I hadn't heard that before up until that point. So it's like news <laughs> yeah, just being dropped on my head from nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was angry. But it doesn't matter again, because... Uh, <laughs> Doesn't actually doesn't actually mean anything. It's not true. Yep. Not yeah. true. Not true um, at all. So who cares? So um, I'm looking forward 
to your apology, Nick. Uh, just I've been waiting by the feedback inbox all week. Just uh, I mean, do you to... think he do you think he kicked off his feedback with Matt is a fucking idiot, knowing that you'd be the one reading it out as well? Because that seems a bit much. Almost certainly. I mean, I did the same. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, you, you got to do it right. So uh, there you go. Fair enough. Um, Brad Fair from enough. Iowa. Hey, fellas. The conversation about getting weird food like Big Crisps reminded me <laughs> of a time when I went to pick up a pizza from a take-and-bake pizza place. I went to the counter and told them my name, and they handed me a pizza that I instantly realized was not correct. I told the employee that my pizza was wrong, and they said, no, that's number one pizza with jalapenos. I just made it myself. I asked them where the jalapenos were, and he pointed to the little green circles that were definitely not jalapenos. Uh, I explained that those were not, in fact, jalapenos, but green olives, and they said, are you sure? I was sure. I can't imagine there are many qualifications to work at a take-and-bake pizza place, but one of them is surely being able to recognise what different pizza toppings look like. Anyways, keep it a good show. I'm so pumped for Gotti. I'm so pumped for Gotti. Appreciate you all from Brad. Cheers, Brad. Do you know what? I'm having well, a similar problem at the moment. Because really? we well twice now we ordered pizza like from the yeah. place here, which is difficult in itself. Each time I've like okay, I'd, I'd like some pepperoni on this, and each time it's arrived, no pepperoni, just jalapenos. Not Weird. sure what that's about. Yeah, it's a bit odd. I mean, what's the German for pepperoni? Uh, no, it just says pepperoni, and then okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless I've sure. grossly misread the situation, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally possible because I did this thing today. Did I? Did you see that tweet I did earlier with the with the sausage roll that wasn't? I yeah. Did. What were they? It was cabbage. It was it was absolutely what? vile. <laughs> so it was like there was a box right in the in the shop, and I thought this looks uh-huh. this looks like sausage rolls, and I'd be well up for that at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I uh, didn't read the text because obviously I can't entirely read the text, but the picture looked fine. Brought You've got it Google home. Translate on your phone, haven't you? Yeah, I know, but I couldn't be bothered. It's just, lens. I just, I just looked at the picture. The picture looked fine, Sean. It was fine. That's exactly how he picks news stories, James. He doesn't, doesn't go any further. Just to go to detail. Looks like a sausage roll to me. Bye. Well, it did. And then so I brought it home and it was like, okay, 45 minutes in the oven. That's that's annoying because that's quite a long 45 time. 45 minutes? Exactly, wow. yeah. And my oven's not that good. And so I put it in there and I was like, that is a horrendous smell that is coming out of that. Like it was, it, And I thought, it does smell like cabbage. But then I thought maybe it's just going to be like the meat with bits of cabbage in it or something. That's fine. And then I took it out and then I found out, yeah, it's not pastry. It's just cabbage. Like it's just meat like wrapped in cabbage. So right, so the Christ, sorry, yes. Yeah, so when you said cabbage, I assumed the innards were cabbage. Nope, it's no, steamed. It's yeah, meat, no, meat no wrapped in cabbage. Yeah, and it's it smelled awful, and it tasted <laughs> awful. <laughs> I threw it away. But, yeah. Really, really chuffed that you moved. Yeah, is it going? Yeah, yeah, delighted. But yeah, yeah this is why I need to learn German because it's um, it is a problem. Or use Google Translate. There's that as well. Uh, yeah, that's why that is, that's why it exists. Yeah, I mean, I, I do that for the bank letters and stuff, but you know for things that have got pictures well you don't need to you know it's fine just guess okay jake barlow read the harmonics chat you guys should really give fuse a bash picked it up recently for about 11 uh, about 17 pounds seems to be a permanent price on the xbox store and it's everything dj hero should have been seriously makes you feel like a superstar dj when you drop a decent beat and it's pretty spectacular how they've made billy eilish's bad guy work with never going to give you up there's a campaign of sorts to follow but it's at its best just going through uh, the free play mode and pretending you're whatever the modern version of fat boy slim is thanks uh, from jake i think isn't fat boy slim still going i don't think he's retired has he i, I haven't heard his stuff a Old long Norman time Cook. i'm sure he's probably still 
Sure, he's probably still doing some stuff. Um, still keeping busy, you know. Yeah. Are, are um, Sean, uh, other Sean, <laughs> I, mean, hey, I was going to say. I have seen it being played. Someone came to a housewoman of mine this summer, thought it would be fun mm. to install this game where instead of having music that's played by just my Alexa, it was, no, let me mix this stuff. I'm like, video games, <laughs> playing music at a housewoman, this is going to be very interesting. Um, I was more intrigued, actually, um, how many different tracks would actually kind of fuse itself together because mm-hmm. I thought it sounded like it was kind of linear like in that example just there from Jake Barlow saying Billy Eilish is bad guy to never going to give you up yep I get it it sounds like it could mix well um, I was more intrigued to see how other tracks would blend and I the illusion was broken it was a mess and <laughs> really? we quickly had really? to kick this friend out maybe it was just my friend's ability of actually DJ and using <laughs> this tool and maybe the game is perfect that way and just wasn't skilled enough um but you know what? It's I mean, for seventeen quid, yeah. I mean, I would give it a go, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't turn up to one of you guys' house and be like, "Hey, you know, forget about having you know music here. Let me just play a game in front of all of you because it's <laughs> it, yeah." And harmonics. I, think, I mean, that's I think, a different story. I think you should do that at someone's wedding. I oh. think you should offer <laughs> to do the music or a funeral. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. Do mine if Whatever you want. I'm not fussy. Um, you can really lift the mood, can't you? With bad. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, could you imagine? I mean, it, it's, it's a risk anyway, right? Going to a house party and saying, oh, do you want to play my music? Or, or <laughs> you know, here's my choices for the music. It's a bigger risk to potentially kind of mix it yourself. And it's an even bigger risk. So I'm going to do it while playing a game. So <laughs> to, to turn that stuff off, I've got a great eight-hour set full of Billie Eilish and Rick Astley. Yeah. It's basically that. Yeah, I'd, I'd happily have Guitar Hero back, though, in fairness. <laughs> All in fairness, I just prefer having having the instruments there. James, do you feel like... You obviously love DJ, uh, sorry, you know, Guitar Hero and stuff. Are you interested in this at all? Or no, not really. You stick to the guitars? <laughs> no, I, I, I like rock bands. The rock band's good and Guitar Hero, but yeah, DJ Hero, I never, I never played it or anything like that. So yeah, not really that bothered. Is this because Fuse is a bit more like a card game? Is that what's throwing you off, James? Yes, definitely, yeah. Is, are there cards involved? Is it? I mean, maybe I'm getting that wrong. My understanding was Fuser was like the, essentially the digital version of Drop Mix. Is that the case, or is that not? I don't believe it is exactly that. I, I think that, okay. that was the early comparison, but I think it's right. I think I don't. I don't think I don't think it involves cards at all. I mean, I haven't played it, so I can't say. But um, and it doesn't involve plastic guitars, so I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> no, there's zero plastic actually, which is a bit of a shame. Nice. Okay, we're going to go through um, Mary Queen of Scots. Uh, I was mindlessly <laughs> scrolling through my Twitter feed of one of my most revered podcasts when I stumbled upon a short video that appeared to show a gentleman exposing his never regions. Something about this clip seemed familiar. Close inspection confirmed my suspicions. It was my hometown, Linlithgow, about 30 seconds walk from my front door. I feel personally <laughs> violated. I don't expect to see that kind of content on your family-friendly feed and certainly not in my local environment. I'm now triggered when I pass that spot on my dog walk. The dog has started to look at me funny. Other people, they just know. Can I have your insurance that Patreon backers get a lot more of this kind of thing before I subscribe, please? <laughs> If only it was anything to do with us. We, we were merely amplifying the arse. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, sadly, it wasn't any of us. I mean, if you're after filth, there was that episode of the Patreon show with the Sonic fanfic. That was pretty good. Um, if we talk, no, we, I was going to say, if we, as if we talked about anything else rude, I mean, we've talked about Dave um, getting... Oh, my God, I always keep forgetting the term. 
What, did, what operation did Dave have? He did the vasectomy. <laughs> the vasectomy. Thank you. Yes. Do you know what it is? Because every time I remember, or every time I try and remember the word vasectomy, I remember when we got one of our dogs neutered. <laughs> and we had an Australian we had an Australian vet who only would would only ever refer to it as the dog getting zapped. <laughs> so that's when, so whenever yeah, whenever the sections come, I'm like, yeah, yeah, getting zapped, yeah, yeah. It's just rewritten in my head. That for me is what Dave is doing right now. He's he's get he, he got zapped and he got um, zapped. But no, unfortunately, well Mary, no, it was nothing to do with us. We were merely just sharing because it was yeah, top no, notch content. No more, no more asses behind the Patreon curtain. Sorry. No, it's, it's um, a big shame, but there you go. Uh, that is it for feedback. If you want to leave us feedback, go to tcgs.co slash dear tcgs. James, oh, fuck, I just realised you're probably excited to think I'm going to do a funny news intro, don't you? I've, uh, you haven't done one of those for ages. I, I had no expectations no. this time, Sean. Good, because I haven't. What's the news, James? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. God, that was terrible. That was like, that was like a laugh like you get like on TV. Like Anyway, uh, Sony are overhauling PlayStation Plus, uh, apparently with new tiers and streaming. So this is from Bloomberg, and they've said that Sony is likely to keep the PlayStation Plus like branding, but then merge it with um, PlayStation Now, and then also offer a catalogue of titles from every PlayStation platform, apart from the Vita, for some reason. I don't know why that, that just gets binned off. I mean... okay. The Vita was so good. It's just such a shame. Um, but anyway, apparently the new Plus is going to have is going to be a three tier service with the lowest tier like offering the same as it currently exists at the moment. So that'll be like online multiplayer and mm-hmm. you know a couple of PlayStation Plus games and you know cloud storage or whatever. Um, and then there'll be a middle tier that will include a catalogue of downloadable PS4 and eventually PS5 games. Apparently, um, which surprises me. Although I don't think there'll be first party ones, but that's my thing um and then the top tier would also add on-demand streaming and games from the first uh three playstation consoles and the psp and apparently they're gonna then phase out playstation now um that's gonna be gone as like a standalone option and i mean understandable because apparently as of may last year it only had 2.2 million subscribers so yeah it hadn't hadn't really hit the numbers um but yeah this this i mean this is basically what we've everyone's been asking for for like a long time is that they shake it up some way like this my only wonder here is like how much is this going to cost like what are they going to be charging for this like these different Mm. tiers because this sounds good so i'm just thinking how are they going to make it so everyone's angry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if they yeah if, so if they're saying that you know what currently you know what we currently have is the lowest tier then obviously the other ones are going to cost more it's not going to suddenly be oh guess what what you're currently paying is is one of the better tiers um so yeah yeah i mean we, we can't really guess can we it's it's Unless anyone fancies a bet. We can totally guess, and then everyone will get annoyed. (laughs) Yeah, because you love just making shit up, James. (laughs) I know, because it's fun, and then you get annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, as you say, it's it's a positive move. It's something people have been asking for. I mean, uh, people are definitely going to read this and be like, oh, good, they're doing Game Pass. But it's not going to be that, is it? Which is fine, because that's It's going to be on the way to it, but yeah... It's it's not. I mean, like I said this on Twitter. Like one, of, obviously, the the most compelling parts of Game Pass is the fact that games come day one to Game Pass. First party games come day one to Game Pass. Games like Halo Infinite mm-hmm. and Forza Horizon, and then yeah, previous uh, Microsoft games, and you know, and and obviously a whole load more in the future. Sony aren't going to do it. They don't need to do that. So mm-hmm. without that, it'd be interesting to see what they do to make this a bit more compelling without that big positive that they, you know, they're not going to do. So yeah. Yeah, 
Absolutely. It's interesting. It is. Other Sean, what what do you think? I mean, obviously you've got to give us now like the exclusive on this in terms of the pricing, the exact games, <laughs> uh, release dates, etc. So, so go go ahead. Like an episode of um, uh, Line of Duty, just no comment. <laughs> oh, f- oh, f- oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people say, "Hey, they're doing this finally," and that, that is that's correct because that's exactly what we've what we wanted in terms mm. of what the prices were about. I think it'll be a pretty shrewd move uh, to make the bottom one, which this piece on games in, games says it will basically be like it is now. You know, it the lowest tier would be. Uh, play online games and you get a smattering of free monthly titles. It'd be pretty shrewd mm. of them to to reduce that, so it's actually cheaper than it is currently. I think. I it mean, was. What, so it's what fifty quid a year, isn't it, for that? Yeah, yeah, thereabouts. It'd be pretty shrewd if it's like if they said, okay, actually, did the, the you know that one now is forty quid RRP, which is still cheaper. Mm-hmm. I know, like, actually, most people can get PS Plus with a year for 30 quid when it's on sale but they can mm. say hey, you know the RRP is now 40 which is technically cheaper than it is now the middle one is maybe a 10 or more than it is now so it's like oh it's not I'm not a massive upsell I might as well get the next two above if they're currently paying kind of the, the standard price for the common PS Plus and then the yeah. one with all the bells and whistles which again like Microsoft they can add extra extra benefits like hey if you're Game Pass Ultimate subscriber you get these Halo Infinite downloadable packs every month and this and the other and i think there's probably been other benefits as well they could do that and say you know if, if, if that is maybe 70 quid so that's 20 quid on top of common rrp like i think that'll be enough of an impulse buy to at least get everyone to upgrade to the next available tier but i mean that, 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 that's what i think would be quite a shrewd move but who knows I think what we've yeah. learned over the last couple of years, really, with this is that whatever this is going to be, it's going to cost more than we'd like it to be. It's going to be more expensive. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've seen a lot of decisions from Sony that are, that are very much like they are on top and have not had to, you know, compete necessarily um, with yeah. Xbox on a number of levels. So, yeah, is this going to be another one of those? We'll find out, I guess, when they announce the pricing. But I mean, I like to think it won't be as much of a piss take as Nintendo's expansion pack, which was <laughs> double the price of the existing service. Look, if, if the games, if the N sixty four games had all worked, no one would have minded. It's, it's just the- <laughs> they're adding Paper Mario to it. That's coming soon. Yeah, one game. Yeah, it's amazing, Ooh. isn't it? <laughs> No, I, I think this is this is interesting. I mean, um, a lot of other people are saying, "Oh no, doesn't this all mean actually all these games are just?" Oh yeah, yeah. So the top tier is on-demand streaming and games. So it, it's not like you can download these games to the system. It's all streaming. That is going to come with its own kind of issues or caveats. They're never going to be a hundred percent, you know, with mm-hmm. latency and you know artifacting and stuff that you get with streaming. So that's interesting. I mean, I, mm. all this. It it's doing stuff that we we want we want them to do in terms of combining both plus and now. Yeah. So yeah, it makes yeah, sense. I mean, we're interested what happens when it launches if it launches. Yeah. Cool. It won't be until next year, will it? Sometime. So we'll see. Well, um, is that, next is that, story. Actually, say that, or is that just you being negative? Well, no. It's I, it's assuming that that's. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd say that's a pretty safe bet that so, it's to not going to be. Fair, be yeah, I've just realised what month it is. So yeah, yeah, next year probably is a pretty safe bet. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> I mean, also like the original Bloomberg article says it is targeted to launch next spring. Next spring, so okay, cool. There you go. Yeah, 
Um, anyway, uh, Hazelight have dropped their take t- uh, their trademark um, for uh, It Takes Two. Uh, this is because they filed it in May 2020, and then when you when they publish this, other parties are allowed to oppose it like later in the year if they want to, mm-hmm. and Take Two twice asked if they could have this window for this option extended in case they wanted to oppose it and then so now Hazelight have just abandoned the application entirely and uh, yeah I mean I don't know what they're going to do they're going to have to what rename it so hang on or- so yeah so take to the publisher mm-hmm. have kicked off about a game being called it takes two not entirely I mean, that's- well okay go on Go well, on. they have, but then it's I don't it, it's because of the the name. Like, I don't know if they've yeah. they've just yeah they've just taken it. I mean, that's it's very strange that they would do that. So, how does this work? I'm confused. Um, so how can how can how can they sell the game if they don't own the trademark to the name? Is that not a requirement in and of itself? No, because they it seems that what they you do is you register for it, and then right. there's a period of time when it can be challenged. Right, and I think you can still use. I mean, I'm assuming you must still be able to use it during that time because otherwise, okay. how else would they have launched the game? You know, if yeah. they if that had happened. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm struggling with. Yeah. But then other parties can come along and say, "Well, hang on, we we may have a problem with this," mm-hmm. and then take to have then asked, "Well, can we extend the period with which we may have a problem with this because we're not sure?" <laughs> and right. well, no, I didn't say they're not sure, obviously, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah, but it, it's strange. So then Hazelight have just given up now. And so I assume they're just they're just going to have to rename it, aren't they? Which is odd. Mm. Yeah. No, no, I definitely will. I don't think it necessarily means they have to rename it. It just means that they won't own the trademark for it. They can still have the name. It's just that they can't. I think that's what. Yeah, that, that's the term. It takes two from other people doing things, but they can still they don't have to rename the game. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. So that's what's thrown me is is if they don't own the trademark, surely they're not allowed to sell the game with that name on. But obviously, it hasn't stopped them, as you say. So. That's yeah. I mean, that's 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 just a hole in my legal knowledge. Um, well, also, there's this. There's a games industry lawyer called Richard Hogue who talked to mm-hmm. Eurogamer about this, mm-hmm. and he said okay. that Take Two have been very, very aggressive, like on this sort of front with trademarking, like with names, and you know, that's, yeah. you know, over the last. Day. Apparently, they've made twenty five challenges in the past three months alone. Jesus. And, I mean, even things like using the word civilization, because you know, obviously they, you know, they oh, yeah, they like yeah, civilization yeah. franchise, so yeah. they're trying to get people to stop using things. I mean, it's it's a bit like the. Do you remember the Edge? Like trademark thing that was yeah, the yeah. Way he was a patent troll, wasn't yeah, he? Basically, yeah, he was just a Tim Langdell. you know, like we've talked before about how sometimes it's just this is just the nature of the beast in terms of um, you know copyright law. It's just very shit in that you know you have to sort of actively defend. Um, your, your trademarks on all fronts, or else you know it, it starts looking shaky when something actually quite contentious happens. Um, but I mean, this seems really excessive, doesn't it? There must be a loophole around this. Like again, yeah. take two, and it takes plural two. Like yeah. surely, if they're going to lose it, just change the two to a number, and then <laughs> does that is that the loophole? Like, can you get around? I'm not a lawyer, but. <laughs> It helps with the search engine. I don't know. It's uh, so... Yeah. And just the idea that anyone would get confused between a video game and a publisher of completely different video games. I don't know. <laughs> just seems very odd. Um, I'm surprised because, I mean, because It Takes Two was published 
it's published by EA. EA, wasn't it? yeah, it's EA Originals. It was but I guess, their, yeah. I, I guess they've, they've, Hazelight have not had any access to EA's legal team on this because surely they, you know, advice and and angry letters would have been uh, written. Um, I don't know. Very odd, um, but yeah. a shame. But Sean, have you played it? Takes two. I, I haven't, but obviously, oh, please, can you play it before no, the I'm game? No, I'm going of the to. Issue? I've, I've, well, I've agreed. I'm, I'm going to play it with my wife. Um, which was not the initial plan. I was, I was going to play it with, with Chris initially, and then, um, but then, like, I've got a million other things that I'm playing with Chris at the moment. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to actually play it with my wife. Although I had to reassure, I was like, right, I want you to play this game with me. Please don't read anything into the fact that it's about a couple that are breaking up and having problems. <laughs> That's not what this is. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> this how I'm going to announce it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is that is that's this week that is happening. So, um, Okay, yeah, we'll so see. you are going to play it before game of the year? Yes, 100%. Okay, yeah. cool. Good. Other Sean, have you played this game? I have indeed. I have played it with my fiance and oh, cool. funny enough you to talk about Breakups, no. No, it actually worked the opposite <laughs> way. It actually brought us closer together. It's fantastic. No, oh, nice. Obviously, no spoilers, but um, mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate for good co-op games, especially when it's got a good story. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just great to hear that it might be considered for um, the game of the year, actually, because that's mm-hmm. top shelf stuff out there. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, okay. Well, next story. Bioshock's setting and time period may have been revealed. Um, this is by Colin Moriarty. Um, but, and... Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, he says, according to his sources, that uh, Cloud Chambers' take on Bioshock is going to be in a fictional Antarctic city set sometime during the 1960s, which means obviously then it, it's a kind of concurrent with Bioshock One and Two at the same right, sort of okay. time. And he reckons it's going to be called uh, Borealis, and that's going to be the name. But there you go. Fair enough. Could this not have been a fantasy zone thing? Uh, it I feel could like have been. This is more. This is more in the realms of the fantasy zone. But I've I've got weirder stuff for the fantasy zone, Sean. Okay. Well, this, to see, that. for the fantasy zone, I usually go for stuff which is not on the mainstream like websites and stuff. This this has been all over everywhere, so it's like it feels a bit like everyone knows it already. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, does anyone is anyone interested in Bioshock? Like a new one? Because I would be. Um. Yeah. Um. I mean. Yeah. Infinite. Like had some real standout moments for me. I think overall, I don't think I enjoyed a fair bit of it. Um, like certainly worth it for certain sections of it. Um, and obviously there was, you know, this is not necessarily the game's fault, but obviously it was like quite a climb down from that initial footage we saw. Um, yeah, massively. Which, so there was there was some disappointment there, which obviously if I hadn't seen said footage, might not have been a problem. But. Um, yeah, I, yeah, fine. I, you know, I'm keen to see what where they go with it next. I mean, people fucking love Bioshock. Like, it's it's definitely a big deal. Whatever they do with it next. So, so yeah. Yeah, Anyone I else? played the first. Oh, well, the only one I've played is Infinite, and yeah, amazing oh, really? start. And I I enjoyed it overall, but it wasn't as compelling towards the end. But I I, yeah. I got through it. And I'm glad I played it, and it was it was enjoyable and interesting. But I haven't played the the first two. And oh man. They're, they're really good. I mean, they I, don't are, know they're, how, they're I don't know how they've aged, but I mean, Sean, have you have you played any of these at all? 
Is that to me? Sorry? Yes. Sorry. Other Sean. Yeah. Yeah. We should. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of most of Kenavine's stuff. So it would be interesting mm-hmm. to know if he's connected to it. And most of my love yeah. actually came from um, System Shock, actually, when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So hearing oh, about yeah, yeah. Bioshock, fantastic. Bioshock 2, maybe not so much. Um, but <laughs> I love, I feel I appreciated Infinite a lot more because of how it ties into the universe of Bioshock. So. Without again mm. too many spoilers, just knowing the word lighthouse connects the games <laughs> together. So if they're going to be doing something, you know, an additional game, I just want it to at least tie back into what they've done because without tying it, it's already a self-contained franchise anyway. Like it yeah. makes sense; it's all wrapped. Once you finish Infinite, you kind of know that it doesn't need to have anything more. So if they're going to, you know, open up Pandora's box again, um, I just really hope that it's kind of tied back in. Um, even if you're going to see some of the characters like Booker DeWitt or you know. Big Daddy or something, but you know, hopefully it's in good hands. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm all about it. But if it doesn't happen, I am fine because it's wrapped, it's self-contained. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite bits of Infinite, even though I have no uh, kind of context for the rest of the story, was was all was all the mystery, and you know, it goes mm. it goes to some pretty weird places where I'm sure if I knew the history and like the characters and stuff from previous games, it'd be even an even bigger kind of bang. But I still thought that stuff was really cool. Mm. And, yeah, and I know totally. nothing about the series anyway, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely play... I mean, I I enjoyed 2 as well. I, I know it's not as well thought of. Um, but, yeah, no, the Bioshock 1 and 2 are, are wicked, man. Well, 2 two had that really good DLC, though, didn't it? That everyone always goes on about. Oh, that's right. Minerva's Den or whatever. That yes. was supposed to be really very mm. good. Like, Never played than... that. Probably should. Yeah. Never will. Do you reckon his game, the first two, <laughs> would still hold up well today? Yeah, I reckon so. I mean, they've been... Like, they re-released, haven't they, recently? Yeah, yeah, they've been remastered and stuff. Um, and it was just, like, even if, you know, in terms of, like, you know, d- d- you know, environmental detail and stuff, maybe they don't hold up, but it was all about the art direction and the just how believable um, Rapture felt. Um, yeah, man, I think it's still well worth checking out. Mm. Definitely. Okay. How would we feel about a mm. connected Battlefield universe? Crossing um, multiple games and studios. I mean, aren't they I having mean, still having technical troubles with the new one? Forget about that. <laughs> okay, forget that doesn't matter. Okay, all right. <laughs> How yes, would you feel I, about like? <laughs> I'm very intrigued to know more. That's what I will say. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so Dice's general manager Oscar Gabrielson is leaving, and Vince Sampella is taking over. Uh, like as being like the project lead for the whole of the Battlefield franchise. Okay, and well first per- of all that's fantastic news. That's exactly what Battlefield needs. And apparently his mission is to grow Battlefield and meet players where they play through various experiences and business models. I mean that sounds very exciting. Yeah, it's, that sounds <laughs> that sounds perfect. Um what do you think Matt? How do you feel I'm, about this? Well, when I heard this news about them wanting to do other things and other games I you know, I have loved the Battlefield games. Um, Twenty Forty Two looked great, and then I, I, but I didn't. I just, I, it wasn't enough. It wasn't compelling enough for me to play. It. And also, with Halo Infinite coming out, I was like, "Well, isn't there's no chance now?" Mm-hmm. Combine that with I've heard like a, a, bear, a fair bunch of te- well technical challenges with the new one, but also a lot of reviews said actually the best thing is the portal mode, which is where you play old Battlefield games. Oh, that's and right. And the fact that the best part of Twenty Forty Two was just being the, the being have having the ability to play the old stuff was quite damning yeah on, on, on the latest battlefield if the latest battlefield the best way is playing the old stuff then 
alarm bells there. Yeah. Um, and then for them to say, actually, I mean, so in my mind, you know, God, can they do another battlefield where it doesn't quite bang straight away? I mean, how many more have they got in, mm. in the tank if each one they release doesn't quite live up to the previous ones? And Well, that's so, the whole point. The whole point with this is they want to create, like, what they're calling an interconnected world with shared characters and stories, like, not just... You know, with the with just like the main battlefield game, there's going to be others as well that other studios mm. are going to work on, and it's all going to like link in together and all that kind of stuff. The, I don't. Is this some? I don't know. I, I, on the one hand, I feel like saying, is this something people really want from Battlefield? But then I really loved Bad Company One and Two, which certainly had characters in them, and that's why it was good. Um, well, you know, one of the reasons. Like, I mean, the multiplayer in Bad Company Two is still probably the series' the high point for me. But like, the campaigns were genuinely great, and there was some really funny writing in them. And some likable characters, but I don't think that's what they're talking about here. I don't. I'm. I don't know. It's weird because they've taken that single player campaign from the current one. Yeah. But now they want to talk about characters and and so on and so forth. I mean, I, 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 this is really interesting because I, I, I've enjoyed the Battlefield games and other ones that people love, like you just mentioned, Sean, like Bad Company mm-hmm. Two. Like, mm-hmm. could they do another one of them? You know, everyone. I mean, I love it if they did. That that's the one they love yeah. the most, and yet there's no seemingly no chance of there being one of them. Yeah. But maybe this is now that chance. What? See, I've never played Bad Company. What? What was the deal with that? Oh, have... <laughs> uh, oh go on. <laughs> every time, every time, every time I, I meet someone who hasn't played it, I was like, "You need to get on." Just imagine good <laughs> Battlefield with good writing. Um, Best way to describe it, um, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like a team of like misfits yeah. all just come together. Um, I can't remember the story inter- entirely, but again, comedy, the writing, just the, the, just the fact that they were almost like family at the end of it and mm. just the scenarios that they got themselves into. And it was just beautiful. And it's kind of what reminds me of good writing as well as action like we could overdo the action in you know these um service games and just be Mm. like yep i'm I'm in it for the quick quick reward but Mm. when it comes to like good story and you care about these you know these people who end up being your brothers Mm. and we just desperate i'm part of the part of the band that wants a bad company three because it's just like i want to know how the resolution to number two happens (laughs) um but going back to like the original topic here um like isn't the whole point of battlefield that it's always set over um, different years so you're not yeah. really going to have the world war ones coming facing against the future tech and all that stuff so I don't know how that's going to work out unless there is actually like some kind of Doctor Strange portals coming out and you're just going <laughs> into the future on your horse taking out a tank or something crazy like that <laughs> like it doesn't make sense Battlefield's all about the years because the years are always the number at the end of the title so yeah. how's that going to be shared yeah just seems odd I, I, surely though I mean you know as much as we love bad company like surely the core battlefield audience is still just waiting for a really good battlefield game to come out and provide a, a solid stable you know really good team based tactical shooter which like when was the last time they definitely successfully launched with a bang with a battlefield game do you know what I mean it's been a while hasn't it mm-hmm. but do you, I mean at least they didn't say, you know, this is the Battlefield Metaverse or something true, like that. They haven't called it Metaverse. <laughs> They've got that in their favour. Yeah. So that's something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, interesting to see what this turns out to be. But from the information we've got so far, it seems odd to me. And I'm not... I don't know. It, it seems sound odd, like it but the fact they've got Vince Ampello in, that's obviously great. I mean, true. He, yeah. he absolutely knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um It'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I guess that's all I can say. Yep. It's ultimately good because I, I didn't want Battlefield to die, but every time you hear about a new game coming out, and 
it just not quite living up and well this is what's been so strange isn't being it being incredible and and this one yeah. obviously like halo infinite's um multiplayer beta kind of shadow dropped on the same in like just a few days before this one came out <laughs> yeah so it's Harsh. like wow you know i mean really, EA like, must have been delighted in. by that you know just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really it's were. Just like we're just releasing Absolutely this sticking the boot in so yeah. if, they, if they can do something can um make the battlefield series come alive a bit better and actually give it some oomph then that sounds good to me yeah totally and and again like you say that like, you know the trailers they were putting out for the new one i was like oh my god i am fucking back in this looks incredible yeah same and here then, yeah and then i literally didn't even know that it had, it was out because there was so little fanfare and as you say it was just reviews were like you know like it, it is clearly really good it's just technically there's there's tons of problems and it's just yeah shame yeah, I was so pumped seeing the trailers. And I was like, hang mm. this feels like old Battlefield. But then, mm-hmm. I don't know, Halo came out. I saw the reviews for this. It wasn't exactly set in the world light. So yep. I, I didn't jump in, but... Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, uh, final story is that Respawn are delisting the original Titanfall on Digital Store uh, starting... Well, it's happened now. It's 1st of December. They, they, it's apparently gone. Although the servers are going to remain online uh, for people that are still playing. Okay. Uh, I mean, they've I not mean, given a reason why they've removed this, but then apparently there's the player base is not very big now, and there was also a number of DDoS attacks that kept happening. Oh, so uh, it's the, probably a, right. Yeah. So it's probably a security concern and not really worth paying anyone to fix it at this point. I guess is the yeah the rationale. That's really shit though. Because um, when I first saw this, I assumed it was like maybe a licensing thing. Um, obviously, you know, it's not like there's licensed music in it or anything but i thought maybe if it was some like middleware or something um but no that's yeah that's it that is a huge shame i mean you know it, it's one of those where you could argue well why would you play the first one when the second one is you know broadly speaking better in most ways i think but that's not the point is it it's a it's a preservation problem um it's yeah it's just really shit that you, you won't be able to buy this anymore and also, I mean, people have been wanting Titanfall 3 for ages, but nothing, nothing's happened with mm. that. And they've said that they've got, yeah, there's nothing planned with that at the moment. Although they did, they did, okay, the quote attached to this was they said, rest assured, Titanfall is core to Respawn's DNA and this incredible universe will continue. Uh, today in Titanfall 2 and Apex Legends and in the future, the franchise is the North Star for the caliber experiences will continue here at Respawn. So, yeah. All right. I mean, when yeah. I first heard this news, I thought, okay, they're taking it away because they're going to announce a remaster. But that doesn't work because it's multiplayer only. If it's had a yeah. sing- if it had a single player campaign, then I, I thought, um, well, possibly. But that's right, yeah. I guess yeah, it's just because the, the the campaign in quote marks was just like it was just a series of multiplayer matches, wasn't it? But with a cutscene at the start. Yeah, yeah, against which, bots. <laughs> which you know, prob- you know, potentially quite a, a shrewd. Move. I can. I can see why they thought it was the right thing to do. But then, Titanfall Two has one of the best campaigns of anything ever. So, uh, I absolutely having recently played it. I absolutely one hundred percent agree. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely man. incredible. Proper good. Um, but yeah, it's just as I say. Like personally, am I upset about not being you know not being able to buy the original Titanfall? No, I just it's just very shit that these things happen and there is nothing we can do about it. And eventually, it's going to come for a game that I really love at some point. So. Wank in it, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna come for it's gonna come for all games, and and now starts the the part of the community where they'll be bringing it back online. And that's true. 
well, finding yeah, I mean, ways to like, get well, around yeah, it. Will, will you know the the piracy uh, community just <laughs> take it on board instead and, and keep it yeah. going somehow? I suspect they will. I think it's probably big enough for, to justify that. But I love to well, know how many people are still playing online though now. It's mm. not going anywhere, I and mean, they are keeping the servers running. Yeah. It's just you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, just can't buy it. Yeah. Right. Is it fantasy zone time? Yeah, I've got a few. Right. Yeah. I th- I should explain, Sean. Basically, we have a special section of the news. James has found some stuff that's basically almost definitely bullshit. <laughs> we have, we have to travel to a a, a, a separate realm <laughs> where truth is, is you know debatable. Um, so we have to strap in. I'll give you a little sick bag just in case. <laughs> We're going to go to the fantasy zone. Right, what have we got, James? What's happening? Where are we? Okay. Oh, jeez. Wow. Okay, I feel a bit unwell now. I should, I should, have, I should have tuned some gum because my, my ears are popped. You need to get one of them things for your wrist. You know those oh, travel, little travel bracelets so that it puts the little bit of pressure on your wrist and stops you getting travel sick? Does that work? Do that I don't think so. Lessons? I mean, yeah. I know people who definitely felt better with one of those when they were, you know, six years old, but I don't think there's any science behind it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the stuff I've got here is yeah. it's all just the Game Awards um, because there oh, are right, rumours okay. attached. Mm-hmm. I've got a problem. I need to sneeze. And you need to sneeze? Yeah, Go for it. I'm, I'm On gonna... microphone, do it. No, it's fine because now it's gone away. Um, but just as I was about to say something, <laughs> I mean, that's I about the worst, sneeze. isn't it? When you're going to yeah. sneeze and then you don't. I know, and it's great. I enjoy because sneezing. It's a nice feeling. You it's know. A, yeah. But when to have that that sort of the mild anxiety of, oh, God, I'm about to sneeze, and then to not even get the release yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And I just thought, I can't just mute it, because if I do that, there'll be an inquisition as to why I <laughs> muted it again. So I was just like, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be straight up with it. Anyway, the Game Awards. Um, yep. Here are some rumours. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is that um, a Chrono Cross remake is going to be announced. And really? Yeah. Apparently okay. this comes from, there was a folk singer who reported working <laughs> on a track... <laughs> But a mystery remaster of a PlayStation game set to release in holiday period 2021. So apparently people have put two and two together and they think that it's a Chrono Cross remake. Why um, would it be Chrono be Cross? Because she worked on uh, Chrono Cross like before, like on, right. on the original soundtrack. Okay. So that's that's why they're assuming that. I mean, I don't know why you'd go for Chrono Cross and not Chrono Trigger. Because I was going to say, because we've had, yeah. I mean, the what, there was the 3DS, or was it 3DS or, or DS version of Chrono Trigger? And that's been it since. And that's the beloved one that everyone remembers. Yeah. So surely Chrono Trigger's the one to go with. But not. No, apparently not. All right. Um, um, having not played a Chrono game, it, mm-hmm. if and when that gets announced, say it gets announced at the Game Awards next week, or sorry, this week, um, is that going to be huge? Or is it, or well, is it going to be huge if it's Chrono a Trigger, yeah. small part of the audience? 100% Chrono Trigger's like a big deal, man. Yeah, if, that, if that's getting a, a proper remake, that'll be, that'll be really cool. Um, plus, you're a, you're a JRPG liker now, Matt. So, you know, it's I it's am. one of the greats for sure. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next one is apparently this is the one that I just don't think can possibly be true. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> Mirrored Edge re- Remaster is going to be shown uh, coming in February 2022. Okay. I mean, on the one hand, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, like I say, probably not true, but then also, why not, I suppose? I mean, the ga- that game still looks new. Um, I was going to say, that would look 
absolutely stunning in like 4K HDR. Well, this it is it. Really yeah, good anyway. It still probably looks good now. Yeah, like I'm not saying it's that easy, but yeah, like the way that game looks already, turn on the, the 4K switch. Um, yeah, that'd be incredible. I'd be well up for that. As much as I got through that game, and it wasn't when it originally came out, it was only like obviously, it was pretty much around the time this show started, I think. Um, I, but I, I, I won't be rushing back to, to play it. It's interesting mm. because they announced the, the sequel after people were hankering after that for years. And that came out, it came and went, seemingly. Yeah. yeah. It's on um, uh, so, Game Pass, isn't it? Who knows what a remaster could be to could do sales-wise. But I, I don't know, I'm not super confident, I'll be honest. But hey, you know, I'll be interested to see how good it looks, considering how, how good it looked even back then. Yeah, man. 100%. I mean, yeah... Um... I'd, I'd rather they just did a new one, but then we asked for a new one for years, and as you say, it came out, and everyone went, "Ah, actually, no." Um, no, I, I gather it's it's fine. It's just obviously the expectations for it were so high, and I believe the, the second one put a bit more of an emphasis on the combat, which no one wanted, um, which was a strange decision to make. What, but, what's happened to Skate? Yeah, Skate. Well, that's supposedly that's still yeah. They're making a new one, aren't they? Mm. And they get, showed us a video of of some people skating. Um, and that's it, as far as I'm aware. But I mean, it's going to be years before we see anything concrete from that, isn't it? Was it only it was only last year they said they were doing it, right? Yes. Yeah, and I think before E3, they put out a, a video saying, you know, we haven't got any news right now, but we're mm-hmm. still working on it. We're you know, right. developing the team. So, yeah, hopefully I'd, next I'd E3 we'll hear something. But can't yeah. see any, can't see us hearing anything before before then. But um, Sean Lebode, have you played Mirror's Edge one or two? Do you reckon this remaster could be a good idea or not? Honestly, first one, loved it. Second one, heard about it, stayed away. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd, I'd, it would have been great to have just a bit more of the first one. So, yeah, I was kind of mm. weaned away. Obviously, this topic, I can't obviously confirm all the nice stuff. But I would imagine, though, interesting, there would have been leaked. Interesting you would say that. <laughs> yeah. But I would imagine, like, in the day and age that we live in, there would have been leaks by now if it's going to be February, right? Or was yeah. it near the yeah, later? That's, that's why so. I can't believe this is anything, because it just feels weird. This cool. Thing, guys. Um, yeah. Next one is oh God, apparently. One. I, no, there's more. There's more, Sean. Okay, Sorry. okay, go on. It's, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> there's, there's no, no, I'm two. happy. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. <laughs> go on. There's only two. Uh, so yeah. apparently, a new Silent Hill will be shown. Which, and then the rumor is that it's being worked on by Kojima Studios. Well, that's not going to be true, is it? It for, might be. For I mean, a number of reasons. Neither could be. I mean, Jeff Keighley. You know, he's loves. Kojima doesn't know. I mean, there's a good yeah, chance he'll Kojima be there. Yeah, but Kojima famously left Konami like in, in, on very bad terms. Mm. Yeah, but but there's a chance that Sony or someone could have got the IP. I mean, like that rumor has been going on for ages about people buying the IP or buying Konami IP. And I guess it's not outside of realm's possibility. For I mean, I imagine it wouldn't be Koji Pro that would have got it. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe Sony had bought the IP and then they're getting. Kojima Productions to make it, I don't know. But I don't think it's outside the realm's possibility at all. But then it, also recently, like Konami have been going around saying, if you want to develop games using our properties, make pitches to us. That's and true. Then we'll, and we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, I hope I wonder if God, if someone was doing a new Silent Hill, but it was on you know the the trend for like for like PS1 style horror games. Yeah. Like someone did like a essentially like a D make. Um, that would be it, really, it, really interesting. You could have a polygon Norman Reedus in it, it as well. That would be amazing. And <laughs> um, Sean, I'm really sorry. This must be infuriating because we were saying, <laughs> "Yeah, imagine if Sony was doing this, that, or the other." Ah, 
Um, <laughs> so I, I appreciate you. You can't comment. Um, That's right. Thank you. Um, because the big rumor a while ago was the fact that there's a like, Bloober team working on it, weren't they? That they oh, were yeah, going to work yeah. on Silent Hill with Konami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the Kojima thing is just lots of people wanting it. Yeah, I think um, you're probably right. Um, yeah, like obviously it would be a capital M moment if it was announced that yes, there was a new Silent oh, Hill. Yeah, and yes, Kojima yeah, was massive, doing it. Because yeah. um, obviously that would bring closure to the whole PT thing, um, and that that mm. would be really interesting. But I just I can't see it being true. Yeah. In terms of like games that have been desired for a long time. And then we've had, you know, where everyone was after a new Half-Life, obviously, and Half-Life Alex got announced and mm-hmm. came out, and other games have come out after people have wanted it for a long time. I think si- a new Silent Hill is definitely up the top now of yeah, definitely. games that is, have been rumoured for ages that people will go, you know, absolutely bonkers for if it got announced. I think that must be one of the top ones now. But then equally, like, as a developer, who wants that sort of pressure? Do you know what I mean? Like who's... Some people thrive on that pressure, though. I, I guess, yeah. Especially and if obviously, they get like, the brightest minds to work on it and yeah. they feel like they've got great ideas to you know, hark back to what made the game so good previously, but also modernise it. I guess. I just I can't imagine what it's like having to contend with like a fan base that, as you say, have been waiting for a new entry in a series for so long that like the, the scrutiny would just be, I don't know, I would find that impossible to deal with, I think. <laughs> but then I don't know. yeah as you say some people thrive on it some people just like fully just be like oh my god this is such an honor to be able to do this and and respond well to that but i don't think i would frankly <laughs> think of- <laughs> uh, james are these rumors about a brand new silent hill like a re remake sorry uh it's new silent hill um so right, not, okay. i don't think it's a remake of uh yeah the original yeah, or anything. Yeah. okay interesting, interesting. Because okay. I always feel like how these things should go is that they announce a remake or remaster of one that's been desired for ages, see what the see how people like that or take to that, yeah. and then yeah. if there's a real like hankering and desire from people, then they take that and say, okay, look, look, it's clearly an audience for this. Let's go make a brand new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what it feels like the safer option. But it's not like we're getting a rumor of a a remake or. Yeah, HD version of a of a previous game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last one is apparently there'll be a Metal Gear Solid Three remake is going to be shown that's being remade by uh, Virtuous. Okay, I mean it's plausible. It's probably is it the favourite overall? I think it probably is. Right. Yeah. This, this is the one though that I'm least interested in them re-releasing because it's mm. four is the one I'd like re-release because that's the only really? one you can't play like on anything like apart from a PS3. Of course, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The others have all, yeah. You like, you could probably, you think you could play them on a modern Xbox, right? If you probably, wanted yeah. to, I think yeah. it's been all been ported and stuff. So yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Four is the only one that hasn't jumped from its original platform, isn't it? Yeah, the only way you could play it now, unless you've got the original game and a PS3, is on PlayStation Now. That's the only other way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, fair Snakey point. is the only one I haven't really played. I think I played like a couple of hours and it's only like in the last few years to try that and then just stop for whatever reason um but so i would love them to do something so it gives me it gives me an excuse to go and play it but and yeah and that feels like the one that the fans love the most um yeah so it makes sense but at, at this point these rumors you just say oh there's good rumored to be a a remake of crazy <laughs> taxi or i mean you can say remake of anything and like yeah i can see that i could see that 
So yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what these kind of announcements are at the Game Awards. Hopefully, mm. something of the same kind of stature would be nice. Yeah. I mean, it always, you know, because it's on at 1 a.m. here, I, I sort of selfishly hope there isn't anything too exciting because I'm just going to, like, see it all in a news post in the morning when I wake up. I'm not going to be able to actually sit and watch it. Um, but, yeah, we'll see, I guess. I mean, instead of that, we could just ask Sean now. Yeah. That's true. We'll bleep it out. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will definitely bleep it. <laughs> right. Is that it for That's the news it. and the... That's all I've got, yeah. Probably untrue news. Cool. It's all it for the news and the bullshit. It's all <laughs> that. Yeah. Right. What have we been playing? Sean, do you want to go first? Uh, me again? Sorry? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you... I'll, I'll, I'll nail this at some point. Um, so, uh, I've been playing fights in tight spaces. Has oh, anyone yeah. heard of this game? Yes. Definitely I've heard of played it. it yeah. and it first went into early access. Um, but it's now officially yes. out, isn't it? It's came out um, on Thursday, I believe, this okay, week. Cool. So um, early December. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, there was a demo. There was like a prologue um, that came out in February early mm-hmm. this year. Um, so yeah, to Fight and Tight Spaces, it's from, um, I think it's Ground Shatter as a developer published mm-hmm. by Mode 7. Um, the best way to describe it, for anyone that doesn't know, is it's kind of like Slay the Spire with um, some elements from Into the Breach, which is one of my favorite turn-based games, mm-hmm. um, with the kind of super hot visuals. Uh, <laughs> And I, 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 everything about this game, absolutely love because it's card based, um, which is mostly like roguelite. So you're getting these cards, which are either moves or attacks, um, and you're getting them kind of at random, and you get to level them up. So again, my, one of my big loves is Metal Gear Acid One and Two. Like mm. I, I know that divides the room sometimes, but <laughs> that that nailed like good kind of um, turn based in a genre that kind of didn't really need it and it kind of mm-hmm. did amazing but you know in fights and tight, tight spaces um you play an agent and you are given a path of a a gang that you need to take down so i think there's like four gangs um to take down and each path is like 10 missions or so mm-hmm. um and you have one health bar for the entirety of it so it might be like 40 altogether and every time you get hit that kind of health remains for the in- entirety of it unless you kind of you know, heal yourself or go to like the hospital or spend some um, money to kind of upgrade your health and stuff. Um, and it, it, it does really well. Um, I, the thing I love about it is just the fact that if you enjoy turn-based games, you know, you know that the enemy will predict, um, uh, kind of show a move that they're about to do so you can actually kind of predict it and push enemies in front of enemies to get them to kind of hit each other. Um, and a lot of it is you can kind of play these rounds like in five minutes so if this was something you can play on a commute like into the breach um you could just be on a train or a bus and we kind of get a few games in so it's it's very conscious and um you know helpful for players who don't have a lot of time on their hands especially with long bursts and it's really satisfying it's visceral and you know it is kind of fist pump moments when you're just like yep yeah, I've, I've i've been able to take down a boss and kick them out of the arena which would have taken maybe 10 turns and you can do it in five um <laughs> and it's kind of it's a it's a smart person's game as well as you know it's 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 just beautiful and again going back to the super hot kind of um visuals thing when you do finish a round or if you might lose a round there is an option to do a replay at the end and it will show everything kind of like in real time so it will show you from different really cool dynamic angles of every moment and every step and every action uh you do it's 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 tough I, i put it out there it's tough it's perfect for the brand of stuff i stream but mm-hmm. um it's so rewarding and um yeah it's 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 real cheap it's on xbox i believe as well as on steam and um 
yeah, I have no qualms with this game. Definitely thumbs up. And it is again on my you know game of the year list. It came it came in really late, but I, I'm glad it came out <laughs> um, just in time for it. So um, highly recommended. Cool. So you mentioned, so as I say, it's been a long time since I played it, and it was pretty like it was it was good fun, but it was pretty bare bones when I first played it. So there's, um, in terms of, it's like you get additional cards, don't you, as you go, like any sort of roguelike deck builder. Yeah, yeah. So it, one thing I sort of felt was missing is I, I didn't really feel like I was, you know, like. <sighs> Normally, you, you like when you're building a deck, you're looking for like synergies or things that will work well together, or sort of developing like a certain style or a strategy. That wasn't really there initially. Is that more of a thing now? Would you say? Yeah, I mean, you'll notice a lot of if you've only played the prologue, you'll notice mm. some um, mechanics and some cards that just weren't there before right. that feel like it balances the game a lot more. Like the mm. prologue was pretty tough. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite cards in there um, is a card called taunt and you can just use it to trigger one of the enemies it doesn't have to be close to you mm. to use their attack so you can right. have an enemy who has a shotgun and he's facing another enemy and you don't have to even cross the line to kind of you know trigger him to shoot you just can <laughs> just trigger that and he's like yep that's fantastic it looks great in combat um but in regards to like synergies and stuff mm. um there are some cards like if you want to stun someone and have another card that will do you know 20 damage to stunned enemies right yeah. you want to make sure that those are in your deck and mm. the beauty of the game is yeah you're getting new cards you're getting upgrade cards but the more you build up your deck um, like if you've played Magic the Gathering and stuff, the more you have to kind of shuffle through it. Um, yeah. So you might have you know, 50, I'm not sure what the cap is, but if you have like a really good set of cards and you're like 10 good cards out of 40 and you're not going to get to see the remaining cards, you know, you yeah. you, you, you can pay to remove cards as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's beautiful, but it, it really works well if you kind of know what you want from it and you kind of see the synergies in your cards that you want in the future because mm-hmm. um, you just want like there's been times I've skipped getting three cards um, after every round because I'm like this is good but it kind of doesn't fit with the kind of deck that I'm trying to build yeah and it so, just yeah. starts to dilute it doesn't it if you're not careful it does yeah yeah, 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 yeah. definitely and, cool. and you know thumbs up to the team like when they the upgrade cards that they have just really changed the game. So you can do these cards such as throwing people down to the ground and it might cost a you know, a turn or um, a bit of a momentum. Mm. But the upgrade to stuff like that would just remove the cost. So you only get to okay. use like three cards per turn, but some cards you can reduce the cost of it. So you can do some of these cards for free. So you can end up doing four or five moves. Um, and that's kind of the incentive to upgrading cards rather than always trying to buy new cards. So um, it's really well balanced. Um, mm. And I'm only maybe like four hours, five hours in, there's still a lot of content in there and daily challenges. So um, cool. it's, ex- it's excellent. Yeah, wicked. No, I'll, I'll say because I've got it on Steam, but I haven't touched it for a long time. So no, I'll, I'll definitely have another look. That sounds wicked. Cool. How um how beginner friendly do you think this is? The only card game I've actually played is Inscription, and obviously that was only recently. Yeah. As someone who hasn't really played this kind of games before, do you feel like it it, it ramps it up easy enough for someone who yeah? Do you know what? Turn you a favor of all the ways to play these kinds of games. There is a lot of tutorial. Um, so you have how to play the game initially then every time there's a new card or a new type of move or especially a new enemy um it will kind of show you like some help screen and shows you how to play it um but it really ramped up within the first half an hour like if you've played the prologue you kind of you kind of 
get it it's it's a short game anyway but there was some really it feels like there's some really kind of end game mechanics coming into it within the first hour so i don't know if it's very user friendly for people who haven't played a genre like that before mm. um it will teach you how to do it so you know as long as you can okay, kind of yeah. pick that up that's fantastic um but it really ramps up the difficulty because i guess if this game was any easier, um, it won't be the game that I love at the moment. It, yeah. it, it's really rewarding. So again, like the From Software thing, you know, if it was easier, it wouldn't feel like you're benefiting from playing the game. Um, so it just requires you to just, you know, learn, adapt. You know, if you if you die, you can reset um, just the level itself rather than having to start from the very beginning of that path again, which is good. I'm not sure if the prologue did that, mm, but um, no, yeah, so. it's 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 tough, but um, highly rewarding. Cool. I wish it was out on Switch. This looks like it'd be perfect for Switch. Definitely. That's a good point because um, it's not. I mean, visually, like I say, it's got this this very cool style about it. But I don't. There's nothing about it that screams would not run on Switch. Do you know what I mean? I so thought it's definitely doable. I would have thought. I am. Yeah. Cool. And that's cool. Uh, James, you obviously love um, card-based roguelikes. So. <laughs> Huge fan. Yeah, I, I'm, I haven't picked this up yet, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not on my list. James, yeah. this one's all about <laughs> punching people and throwing them into things. I did I did watch the trailer and it did actually look quite good. And there you but, go. Um, yeah, I'm not going to play it. Cool. But unfortunately, cards. Uh, yeah, Sean, Sh- James hates card games. If it's, yeah, he's if allergic it's a deck-based for some reason. roguelike, it's, it's game over for James. James, James oh, really? the massive <laughs> Star Trek guy, thinks that like cards and fantasy stuff's a bit nerdy, so... <laughs> it's not entirely <laughs> fair. I just, I'm just not a fan of deck building. It's just something I don't enjoy You've never done it, James. James. You've never... I have! <laughs> When? What have you played? I'm sure. I'm sure I've I've done it in something before, have and you? I didn't right. enjoy it. Oh, okay, yeah. well, that's right. That it ruined, concrete, it then, ruined it? Back for Blood. Like Back for Blood is is not a that's good game. That's not a and deck builder. It is a deck builder. <laughs> there's there's deck building going on in that game. They're just abilities that you equip, aren't they? Yeah, but you have to like swap things out and try right. and get like okay. the right combinations and all that kind of stuff. You know. Okay, fine. So <laughs> <not> trying to <laughs> shame me. It's like, <laughs> It just had to be brought up. It had to. I mean, how can we not bring it up when there's a a card based roguelike (laughs) on the show? I think we were going to mention. We're not going to mention that. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't anticipating it, but never mind. But yeah, I'm sure it's very good. It's just not my not my thing. Sorry, absolutely fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, James, what have you been playing this week? Um, Well, I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy still um, Mm -hmm. because I'm quite close to the end now, I think, um, of the whole thing. Because, I mean, I've been playing it. It, It's it's the... You know, like a couple of weeks ago, I said that I was kind of feeling off with games and not really feeling feeling anything, really. This has dragged me right back in again because... The palate cleanser. Yeah, it's so good. It's really (laughs) so good. And it's it's mostly because I just love the voice actors, like, Mm -hmm. so much. Like, particularly Peter Quill. Like, he's... the, The guy who he is is so good and the writing is like very like just great like throughout the only thing that i'm not enjoying about it so much is that the combat is a bit repetitive um because it lacks depth Mm -hmm. like each each of the characters that you've got they level up over time and you can like you know add new abilities to them but it's really just like unlocking them you know you unlock like very you know variations on what they can already do and the variations are not really don't really make much difference honestly like to the way that the game plays and you can also upgrade your character and make him you know stronger and all that kind of stuff but 
but each enemy encounter plays out pretty much exactly the same. It's just like, okay, select the person you want to attack and then just send everybody like doing their special moves and stuff and you do the same and fly around and like shoot at it. And mm. it's fine. It's it's okay, but then when when you're doing it like over and over and over again, it does start to get a bit kind of like Final Fantasy random battle kind of thing. You know, right. where you're just like, I just want to get through this area now. Yeah. I don't want to keep getting slowed down by these things. Mm. And it it does feel like it's sort of artificially extending like the game slightly. But then saying that as I said, the, the story side of things has been fantastic. And I mean, I really begin to care about these characters. And there's also been parts of this game that have made me laugh. And I haven't laughed that much this year, like from, you know, through, through games. And this, this has been, it's very funny. I mean, I would love to be able to tell you what the jokes are, but I can't because it will ruin it. And there was one, seriously, I was sitting there and I just started laughing out loud because it was, the delivery was absolutely perfect. And it was just, yeah, it was so, so well, so well done. I was going to talk uh, about, yeah. so I've, played a bit of this this week you know i mentioned last week i bought it um on the strength of you know what you what you were saying on the last Mm -hmm. episode um i mean i've only done so i've done like the first mission and then the sort of the you know the in-between bit and i'm now on the like the second planet basically um Mm -hmm. but yeah everything you've just said um it's yeah the, the the performances are absolutely outstanding in it um yeah Especially Drax, like Drax is so good. Drax just is like, amazing. It's, um, it's the usual brilliant. deadpan delivery, but it's just done so well. Yeah. Like it's just it's so good. Yeah. yeah um, the one I know, I am gonna spoil this because it's literally in like the first half hour, and you might not even see it. Which is what's so cool about it is that it's the fact that it's reactive. Do you know what I mean? It's like yes, it's you know they've written a very funny script, but it's <laughs> it's reactive and it and it reacts to things that they know players of video games are likely to do. So mm-hmm. like. There's this one section that like you're on, you know, walking down this this path and it, you know, forks off in two different directions and rockets like, oh, this this way is a dead end, we need to go need to go this way instead. And obviously you've played video games before, you're like, well no, I'm gonna go down the way it's just told me not to go, because what if there's a secret? There might be some crafting resources <laughs> or whatever. And you can, and you follow this this route that you've just been told is a dead end, and you get to the end of it, and like you can see Rocket like across this this sort of gap, and he's just like, Oh, are you happy now? Like, <laughs> and then, yeah, there's there's tons of stuff like that in it. Like, yeah. there's yeah, it it feels very self aware as well, yeah. which is the the yeah, other totally. thing that's like wonderful about it, mm. and just the way that the relationships develop as well. Like, just yeah, especially between Rocket and Quill is is very good. Like, yeah. it's just <laughs> he's just like, come on, like, all the time, and it just it's very funny. I, I love it. It's yeah. very good, and it really puts across like. um like you know, like when we were talking about it with Dave last week, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is the one where they're all cracking wise, and it's the funny, goofy one." It's like it is, but it's that is also underpinned by the fact that basically everyone in the team like has like some like genuine major trauma of some sort or another, yes. and that's and that- actually important and and comes through as as time goes on and. Um, yeah, and it's a lot of that is totally addressed in the game as well, yeah. and the way it's done is is. Yeah. Really, really good. Like yeah. it's yeah, it's it's really touching as well in places. And yeah, that's what's been yeah, so good about it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Are you you're gonna stick with it, aren't you, Sean? Please 100%. tell me you're gonna play yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, really enjoying it. I mean, as you say, like the, the combat is fine. Um I think it really helps when you get the active reload ability, mm-hmm. which that doesn't sound like a big deal, but there's a nice rhythm to it, isn't there? The way it um, you know, when you do nail it, like you get like a little you know, it's like a slightly more powerful attack. And so you're not like, cause at first you are just like, well, I'm just holding the, the lock on trigger and just holding the fire button and running around. And mm-hmm. then once you get that active reload and you start having to play around with the abilities more, it starts getting interesting. Um, 
I'll tell you one thing though, mm. like one of the best upgrades to get at the beginning is the one where you can track uh, where resources are. Um, oh, really? Because then you can pick up stuff for crafting and it makes that a lot easier. Uh, but then enough. also, don't worry about missing stuff because there's mm. way more than you need to like, okay. fully upgrade all your character. Because I've finished like upgrading my character and I'm still picking up stuff. I've got just tons of it now and this i'm a bit this is another reason why i'm a bit disappointed because you can upgrade and change up peter quill but you can't do that with the other characters yeah like you can only and that's a bit of a shame because i I wish you could customize them as well because that would have maybe made things a bit more interesting but um yeah Yeah. still great and i just oh yeah i mean i'd be playing it right now if i could um but (laughs) but i can't um yeah you gotta do this shit i I wish this game was marketed a bit better because Mm. everything from announcement onwards just put me off and I'm now <laughs> the one guy who hasn't played this game and I just keep hearing about how great it is I was like this isn't how it how we saw this it looked like mm-hmm. it was really just more of something that we've got bored of before and just hearing mm-hmm. these awesome stories like you've you've sold me on that especially on the just the characters and just the development and stuff like stuff that you would never get in the trailers so mm-hmm. this is all good so um I'm gonna go and buy this game you should, yeah, man. I mean, you absolutely should. Pretty sure it's... it's still on sale everywhere, which, you know, th- <laughs> thanks to everyone not buying it, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, as you say, it's like there's been a few people really sort of championing it, um, combined with it going on sale, and it's like suddenly it's getting this weird sort of second wave. It's, it's nice. But it was it was really badly damaged, I think, by... I mean, the trailer the trailer wasn't great, as you said. It, mm-hmm. The trailer was... It, I mean, I saw that trailer, and I just thought, I don't want to play this. It looks like an <laughs> off-brand like, version of this that like, yeah. doesn't look great. Uh-huh. And then also, we had like Avengers before, which mm. you know, hasn't done amazingly well. And, you know, is I mean, from what I played of it, I thought it was, wasn't bad. It was okay. But this is really like a, a massive leap beyond that. Like, mm. it's it's so much better. It's, um yeah. It's, cool. It just reminds me of it reminds me a lot of Uncharted actually. Like today when I was playing it, it just I, just I, thought, I was thinking is... that. I mean, I've I've never yeah. been like a huge Uncharted guy. Like I, I played and really enjoyed two, and then just I don't know, never got around to the others. Um, and yeah, it's just like it's like you were saying last week. It's like there's nothing, there's not an, an original idea in it, but no. <laughs> and yet it's like it's but it you know it's just it, it's seamless so well. and yeah, it's just perfectly. Um, polished and, and presented, and and it's just yeah, it's just a good time. Um, I mean, I've heard that there's bugs and bug problems with it as well, but I've really? not, I've not experienced any of those. So maybe I mean, it's it, been patched. I think so the, I the only like on a technical level, like there's, I've had just some like slightly weird animations, like climbing up ledges and stuff, like very obviously like you know, like it just doesn't doesn't look particularly smooth. Um, if I'm like climbing up a ledge and I'm just sort of magically snapping to it. Um, like stuff like that looks a bit unnatural, but I mean, technically, that's about the only thing I could complain about. Other than that, mm-hmm. it's been spot on. Anything else, or is it just that? It, uh, Dark Souls Two, obviously, I'm still playing that, which I'm still loving. I still think it's fantastic. I know, as I said before, I know it's not the, supposed to be the best one in the series, but it's still very fun to go through. I mean, I did three bosses on Friday, and I'm oh, yeah. still very proud of that because it was, yeah, they were, they were. No, they weren't actually terribly difficult, but they were were irritating. Especially, you know, at the end of last week where I got really angry. Yes. And uh, (laughs) so, did you end up doing that one? I did. Yeah, I just I I did it on the second attempt. Boss down, and you made it look easy. (laughs) Yeah, that time you did it. Yeah, I think it's because I just I'd I'd calmed down by that point, and so it was it was okay. (laughs) Because you know, like with those games, you start to just feel like I just can't do this. This is just taking the piss now, like Mm -hmm. this game. And uh, but yeah, I mean that's where I got to the I I got to another boss actually at the end of the last stream, and I was just like, I'm gonna I have to stop now because this is making me hate this again. And yeah, so did no one because 
uh, Cammy texted me about this when the last episode went up, and he was like, has no one told James that that boss is optional? No. Uh, <laughs> no he said that well, at the well, time, but then I did find out later that it was. And uh, also, I also found out there's a way to make it easier as well that nobody oh, really? told me. Yeah, which well, what's was, that? you know, because you know the we well, you know the skeletons attack you. Yeah, if you if you take with you a certain like a uh, flight amulet or you know like you have something with you, they ignore mm-hmm. you and leave you alone, and oh, it makes it me? a lot easier. Yeah, but, didn't so I didn't know that. that. Well, thanks to our lovely community on Twitch for giving James all the the intel he needs and letting him lose no, his mind. Been great. At a boss, he didn't even have to fight. That's really really good. They, yeah. they have <laughs> they have generally been great. Like generally, they've been very good. It's uh, there's a couple of people that. Maybe are not so helpful, but yeah, in general, they've been great. They've been very, very good. Good. And I appreciate them. Yeah. Matt, what have you got? Yeah, so uh, played more Halo Infinite. I, I made a point after we, uh, uh, after finished recording, of actually finishing the weekly kind of Game Pass. Uh, it's not Game Pass, uh, the, the Battle Pass quest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why, really, um, because. <laughs> The thing you got at the end wasn't really even that good. It was a, <laughs> it was a bloody shader for the whole app, for oh, the whole uh, armor set. But I just wanted to like, I just wanted to do it. And I've I've read a lot of people saying, oh, you know, I did all the weeklies in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it took me longer. But no, I did that. And I, honestly, I haven't really played it since. So just because I've been trying to do other things, I'm really busy. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll be, I, I have been off it like, the last like, few days, uh, which is doesn't feel right considering how much I was hammering it beforehand. But the campaign is out uh, this week, so yeah, I might have another night or two on it, and then it's on to campaign. But uh, and also, since we last uh, recorded, they've made loads of changes in terms of the battle pass. Now, oh, rather than a flat fifty XP you get, they've done it so the first like five or six games of the day, you you earn as much as like three hundred XP and then two hundred XP, and after like five or six games, and it goes down to fifty, so you can earn way 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 more now in your first few games each day and if you combine cool. that with like a two times xp kind of boost thing then you can fly through the levels so they are making changes which is good cool and i said today i think that they're gonna bring in a new playlists probably after christmas at this point so things are still happening things are still changing which is cool but because i wasn't playing that i wanted to play some other games and i played through um well I, i'd already finished it but i um 100 did death's door oh, which yeah. I really wanted to do so I finished it obviously a fair few months ago and knew I wanted to go back to it because how much I loved it I just didn't for one reason or another but uh, it's it's one of the things on my list to get done before game of the year and I'm super super glad I went back to it there's so many games each year where I loved them at a time maybe I played them in January or March or April whatever and I say I'm gonna go back to that I need to go back to that before (laughs) the end of the year to kind of remember why I loved it so much so when it comes to any kind of discussions potentially at game of the year i'm i'm there and i understand and i can kind of remember how much or, or why i love that game and i'm so glad i've done that because it's brought all those memories back i mean i still absolutely love the combat i love how it looks the music is obviously still absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. um and yeah it's really good to go and 100 it so I, I, once you finish it there are there are other things to do to get what people call in the real ending mm. a different ending basically and yeah, so there's a bunch of tasks. And when I finished it originally, I thought, wow, I can already get a sense that these things are going to take me like many, 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 many hours. Actually, it only took me like four or five hours. And probably if I was a lot better, it would probably take me like two hours. But um, so there isn't loads of content, but there's enough to like get you traveling all over the map uh, to, to, you know, to do that. And you can, mm. 
so there's a bunch of things you can do to see the real ending and I thought in my mind that that would also be 100%ing it but no you can get the real ending without 100%ing it yep. and then when I got that I was only like 3.5% away from 100% in the lot so then I just went <laughs> around and got all the upgrades for the uh, weapons I hadn't got previously mm-hmm. uh, actually I think that might be the only thing I need to get afterwards actually but um, yeah I'm, I, I've done it I've 100%ed it Cool. What an absolute son of a game. The CIA, yeah, so I never... Sure. I haven't 100%ed it. No, I, I was going to say, I, so I got the, the second proper ending. Um, but I really oh, okay, like cool. that it, it makes that distinction. Because it's like, yeah, do you know what? There's Here's like, you know, here's the, the full story that you get for doing some like cool end game stuff. But then, yeah, like if you if you then want to go on to one hundred percent, it that's like entirely up to you. You're not necessarily missing anything. Like you are just doing it for the sake of hundred percenting it. Which, generally speaking, people who want to hundred percent things, that is why they do it. Like you don't need to lock like a bit of story or a cutscene behind. Yeah, you. no, I thought I um, thought that was really good. Yeah, I really yeah. like that. I really appreciate that as well. Mm. Very good game. You can't have much left to go either. I assume to get the hundred percent. Do you know? I'm not sure. Um, I think like, I. I I definitely remember making the decision not to bother um, after getting the, the second ending because I was just like, again, sort of just appreciated it being given that choice, you know? Um, mm. And I, at that point, I felt like I'd experienced enough of it. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't think I'm I'm ever going to, but, yeah, fucking love that game, man. Yeah. Oh, how about you, James? Uh, yeah, I I didn't even get the second ending. I, I was Ooh. very happy to just finish with where I finished. I just thought, yeah, this is. I've enjoyed this. It's good, but I have no desire to go back and get 100 percent on it at all. I thought it was, yeah, it was good, but I mean, maybe I'll go back and do the second because the second ending. It's not like ridiculously difficult, is it? Like, no, to get not to at that. all. It's it's only like a, another few hours, really, mm-hmm. um, of content. Like in terms of certainly in terms of difficulty as well. Like if you've done the final boss, then you've you've done the hardest thing in the game. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, well worth it, man. I might do that, yeah, but I d- I'm not going to try and 100% it because, yeah, I just don't feel the need to yeah. do that. Um, Sean, have you played this? Uh, yeah, I actually, in fact, I started it on a stream last week. Oh, cool. Absolutely loved, oh, awesome. loved it. I think we had David in chat, actually. He was oh, telling yeah. me he was watching it whilst he was on his commute home, which was quite adorable. <laughs> um, but I do have one question because I've only played it for about two hours and loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was got as far as... Um, when you start to meet the, the, the guy who has the kind of the soup as a as a head, yeah. um, you're kind of helping him oh, with yeah, that stuff. Yeah. But the question I've got, because it seems like unlocking uh, abilities, it's it's you're in it for the long haul. It's not going to be a thing that you're going to get loads of it at right at the start. Mm-hmm. What was what would you say is the good go to um, thing to unlock just to make the game um, not easier but more beneficial? Because I I started to put points towards the magic arrows or the damage that the arrows do mm-hmm. but is there anything that you would recommend just a personal um, preference I, mean, or? I, I went straight for attack damage and, and attack speed um i don't know about the others i mean i i felt that helped but i mean yeah there wasn't any there wasn't any big sort of like oh wow this is like helped massively <laughs> moment it was all sort mm-hmm. of very incremental really i thought yeah, yeah, I, I think I did. So I did. I went for power at that point because yeah. I felt like I could defend myself by rolling away and doing the other stuff. So mm. I just wanted to be able to kill enemies quicker. Yeah. And in fact, um, so you can, you get all your en- your upgrade your abilities, but you can also upgrade them as well. But I didn't do that until I'd already finished the game. And in fact, those are the last things I had to do to a hundred percent. All the so yeah, all the magic spells. There's the, yeah. Later on, there's yeah, there's ways to get like an upgraded version of each, isn't there? 
um, oh, which cool. is super useful. So I, I didn't even bother doing that, and I'm sure, and like, <laughs> it's just funny that I'd already like finished the game and already done everything I could to really to to get a second ending. And it's only then was I getting the cool extra <clears throat> stuff yeah. that with no real <laughs> enemies to use them on. Yeah, that's, that's kind, that's, kind of pointless the way I did the it. Only, but I did it just to yeah. That, that's probably my only complaint about the game is that as yeah, as you say, you you just sort of get not necessarily funneled towards the final boss, but you you very much like get to the final boss without necessarily realizing there's like all this this extra end game stuff and then yeah as you say you sort of going around unlocking more upgrades and stuff and it's like well i don't really don't really need them at this point but okay um but yeah no i mean i, I hope you enjoy it sean because it's huh. it's easily what like one of my top 10 of the year for sure um, oh yeah, absolutely for me. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt about it. Yeah, excellent. I mean, yeah, I I, I love the story. I thought it's it really, really told really, really well. Mm. Uh, I think I think it looks absolutely beautiful. You know, like the painterly style and like the environments just look and feel really solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, combat's excellent and um, and the music's absolutely gorgeous. The soundtrack so, is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bloody good. And, and and a game with a small little bird, just like a short hike. They're, they're doing big <laughs> things this year. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, like I love, um, like yeah, like I've got a thing for like reluctant heroes in games, and yeah, the the bird from Death Door is one hundred percent one of them. Like he didn't ask to be put in the situation, and yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just have to be the hardest little bird that's ever existed. Then I'll just, and he just cracks on with it, and like with almost no, I mean, not no emotion, but yeah, he's just this weird little. I don't know. He reminds reminds me of like the like the main character from Hollow Knight, and it's just yeah. like just this little guy who's had no choice but to be tough as fuck and just <laughs> like put up with a load of shit. I love him. Nice. The only other thing I played mm-hmm. that we all played was Rainbow Six Vegas. Yes, that was weird. The <laughs> Xbox Three Sixty shooter. <laughs> yeah. So we all um, God, I can't remember what day it was. It was Wednesday, wasn't it? Wednesday night. Um, it was. We, yeah. yeah. We we streamed some Rainbow Six Vegas with Ian Lee. Um and I, how did this come about? Because I I completely missed this. So it was just the first thing I knew was when we you were all talking about it in the WhatsApp group. So I, I assume this is something like Hadean suggested this because he played it back in the day and so did Dave, but not together. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think that was the case. Yeah. yeah, I know Ian loved it, and we've been talking about playing. Yeah, you know, doing something streaming together. So this felt like a good first one to kick it off mm-hmm. with, and uh, it was a rousing success. I thought. It was, yeah, considering the game is. 15 years old or whatever it was yeah um and still it's still very very playable though like in the sense of if you i mean it's not like anything now like you nothing would release like this now because of just mm. how slow it is yeah and how sort of you know aiming is is difficult and you know it's but it still has its own charm and its own there's a, a real element of skill like still to the game so it's still very fun i mean i went back and played it on friday night with my crew as it were mm. And we, Did I mean, we, we we played it until I mean, Matt, I went to bed at like half past two last night, like three <laughs> oh o'clock. Oh my god, because, that's not like you at all. Yeah, because we we played it like for ages, and it was it was brilliant. I mean, we were only playing Terrorist Hunt, but it's mm. still yeah, still excellent. Well, what was it? You lot against bots, or were you playing on different teams? It's just Terrorist Hunt uh, because you can't because I said because they were like, oh, should we could we play it? And I was like, yeah, because they they'd watched the stream and Xerius mm. had been on the stream and mm. he'd really enjoyed it. He was, and, yep. And uh, yeah, so I said, yeah, we can play it, but. You realise there's no way we're going to be able to play this against real people because <laughs> no one is playing this game anymore. Mm-hmm. So the only option really is is terrorist hunt, which is still good. It's still very fun. So, wait, so how does that work? Because I, I I know nothing about this. 
It's basically you go through the maps, like each, each of the the maps in the game. You you like you load it up, and there is fifty terrorists like in the level, okay. and then you just have to just eliminate them all. Um, and then, but you can change it so they become like more aggressive or like less aggressive, mm-hmm. and yeah. They, and then once once you get them down to there being about sort of eight or nine left, they just rush you from like right. wherever, and it gets quite tense. Mm. It's um, and because the thing is, you know how the game is. It's like it, it's instant death. Like you can yeah. die very quickly, yeah, yeah. you know, with for nothing. And so, you know, you can even start off around, and then you know you just get eliminated, and you're sitting there for like. 25 minutes wait, <laughs> waiting for it to finish while everyone else is still trying to clean everyone you know clean everything up great it's um yeah still great though it was like, it was interesting so i as i say i i was aware that it had um you know like quite a, a heyday back in the sort of early you know xbox live or sorry xbox 360 days um i never played it i you know i played a bit of the sequel didn't really get on with it but then you know Broadly speaking, I gather the community didn't really take to the sequel. Um, so the first was still sort of held in quite high regard. And it was, yeah, it was interesting, like obviously playing it now. Like initially, it's very easy to be like, oh, these controls are horrible. Um, and obviously five, ten minutes in, you're like, well, this is comp- like, it is very stiff and it's very slow, but it's clearly deliberate. Like it's not, it's not an accident. Like, you know, because you, you could put that down to its age, but then like people are saying, you know, when we're streaming, it's like, well, this was only like what, like one year before Modern Warfare, and and a bunch of you know, like Unreal Tournament existed, and and a bunch of other stuff that was like was, really fast paced and and slick and stuff. So, no, it was absolutely deliberate because the yeah. the uh, the other ones that had come out on Xbox prior and also on PC, like there was mm-hmm. there was Rainbow Six Three was the one that we played on original Xbox, and Black right. Arrow, which was the one that we mm-hmm. played a lot of um, on mm-hmm. on the original Xbox. That was the same. Like it was very. Kind of slow paced, but mm. it there is a lot of tactical like um, play to it, which made it like really fun. I remember. I mean, the... I remember when. God, sorry, sorry. I, I remember when Black Arrow came out, and this is when I was still like a student at university, and I like I remember buying it and then coming home and just playing it until the morning. Like we just played it all <laughs> night, and it was it was to the point where when I went to bed, I could still hear people's voices in my head <laughs> of like of things, which was wow. Which was horrible. It was, uh, but it was, but it was such a good game. It was like so fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I remember playing like the very first Rainbow Six and just being like, oh, every time you like move or shoot, your accuracy just goes rubbish. This is, I hate this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was like, and you, you have to fire in like burst mode yeah, as well. Like you yeah, just, yeah. you can't just hold down the trigger because it just, yeah. it's useless. It just goes all over the place. Yeah. It's, uh... So yeah, so there's that initial hurdle with the controls and the way it feels and stuff. But I mean, yeah, like once you get past that, and as it's, as as we say, it's it's they've done it on purpose. It's not an accident. Um, yeah, like it's it's still perfectly serviceable. I, like, I was saying on the stream that the one thing that was bothering me was like the lack of feedback when shooting at people, like. I was just like emptying in entire yeah. clips and just being like, I don't actually know if they're dead because all like the only real indication you get is you know this sort of messages coming up in the bottom left hand of the screen, um, but then they could be about anyone, you know, like you sort of not because you're looking like focusing on the center, you're not really reading those messages, and it's like, so yeah, so that was odd, um, and I think like it's it's easy now to forget that, like you know there was a time where there wasn't like a specific noise when you like hit someone with a bullet you know like pretty much every shooter now there's like a telltale noise of, of some sort um and as soon as you take that away it's like well am i hitting them i don't know i'm just shooting in their general direction and crossing my fingers um so that was that was the one thing that's like no that, that I, like i would change this if this was getting remade or whatever um 
But yeah, no. Yeah, it's amazing how the language of shooters has yeah. changed in recent years. Now things we're used to just wasn't. Yeah, it obviously totally. wasn't there fifteen years. Yeah, ago. and just like completely sort of wrong foots you because you used to having that that little sort of signifier. Um, I mean, I will say like as much as I enjoyed it, like and you know like we were saying afterwards, like oh man, like you know we should be doing more streams. There's probably like a million other games I'd rather play with you guys than, than more Rainbow Six Vegas. Well, yeah, but, obviously, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not like, I'm not jonesing to go back to that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it'd be cool to do more stuff like that in the future. Did they still have the feature where you can upload your face onto oh, your We talked about this, didn't we? No, but you see, that's you can't do that, obviously, now, because yeah. that only worked with the Xbox Vision camera, I think it was. <laughs> like, and ah. That doesn't work with anything, mm. I don't think, anymore. Okay. <laughs> but if you uploaded your face previously, it's still there. Um, from no way! Back from... Because back from, who I was playing with the other night, like she was like saying... It's my face from like years ago. <laughs> oh my god! No way! Terrifying really? time cool. capsule. I mean, there's surely there's some sort of GDPR issue there. <laughs> well, <certainly>. <laughs> but then it's really weird because, like, I know like a bunch of games did that. I'll say a bunch, not that many, I suppose. But they all had different solutions, didn't they? Because I remember one of the Tony Hawk games did it, but that was like you did it via the website. It wasn't. Like it was on mm-hmm. it was PS2 when I was playing, but yeah, you had to like upload your pictures to the website and then that sort of linked with your account and it sort of worked. Yeah, that was that how way. FIFA did it as well. I was like, okay, is that yeah. right? It didn't work. Did it? Just, no, it perfect dark wasn't on the N64 did that with the Game Boy camera. But I think they, they discontinued well, they stopped it because yeah. there was just like a lot of worry about people going around shooting people in real life because it looked like their face. Right. Yeah. But it was using the Game Boy camera. Yeah, they were gonna do it, but then they I think Nintendo were like, no, don't. Yeah. This, is, this is like you know <laughs> this is on our family friendly platform yeah and on yeah, paper scanning it's a in your main space yeah. like on paper it's a valid concern but obviously yeah in, in 2021 it now seems quite quaint that they were worried about that with the sort of accuracy you'd get with a Game Boy Game camera, Boy camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool um, I've only got a couple of quick ones obviously yeah like we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy um, uh, played a bit of Echo VR um which you know it's it's so this is you know played on the the quest two this is one of those that i think has been around for a while and it's a free-to-play thing um and i'd i guess i'd unfairly ignored it on that basis like i I always like in terms of free-to-play stuff like in vr i always think ah this is going to be like a free-to-play mobile game right and it's going to annoy me and it's going to like you know nickel and dime me for microtransactions and stuff um but I'd seen this cropping up on a, a number of like, you know, because like, so I've got two friends who've just got a Quest 2. Um, and yeah, if you go on any like, have you just got a Quest 2? Here are some cool free things you should try out. And Echo VR is consistently on those lists. Um, so we're like, yeah, do you know what? Let's let's play it. Um, let's see what it's like. Um, and this is, it's like a 4v4, like, I guess, future space sports game. Um, where you're all like floating around in zero gravity and there is a disc which you can grab and you can throw it and there's a goal at either end. Um, but then there's like, you know, tons of obstacles everywhere and there's like a, a little sort of three point zone, um, and stuff. Um, and yeah, and you sort of, you know, you fly around, you've got little rockets on your wrists so you can sort of propel yourself around with those, but you can also like grab the environment, right? And sort of spin yourself around and push off it or, or what have you, or steady yourself with it. Um, which again, you know, like all these obstacles being all over the place is a 
problem when you're shooting but in terms of like navigating the environment actually quite useful sometimes because the you know the, the boosters work just fine but they're a bit slow like if you're changing direction like it might make sense to sort of boost over to uh, like an obstacle just to push off it again and you know change direction that way um and we had a really fucking good time on it it was great um like in terms of you know as i say anxieties around the free-to-play stuff uh, it's absolutely fine um like the, you don't miss anything by not paying any money but there's like a battle pass which helps you unlock um cosmetics and stuff that's it as far as i could tell um but yeah it was great like we did um you know the, we had like there's a bunch of tutorials to, to get through and then we we did like a match uh against bots which you know we absolutely trashed them which we kind of expected and felt really good regardless um like it's <laughs> really enjoyable and they were like right let's play against real people and get absolutely hammered which we did but there was enough like cool moments in it and just bits where it sort of made sense like one of us you know boosting towards the goal and like someone calls out that like someone on the other team is behind you and is, is like gaining on you um so then like you know doing a quick pass to them and then they they score with it or like you know, just like really cool, like last minute saves where the disc is about to hit your goal and you just like boost in and just fucking grab it and just chuck it to the other end of the arena. It's proper good. Really enjoyed yeah, it. I've I've never played this game, but I've watched a fair bit because uh, VR mm. Master League is like an esports VR organization. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and they, they do Echo mm-hmm. VR leagues. Um, so I've, what I've, and we worked on Zombieland. So uh, yeah, cool. yeah, it's, it looks like a, it's it's got a really vibrant community, like proper teams playing in like an esports capacity. I can yeah, I, that was from this like this one session we've had. I came away thinking like I could probably watch this. Like it'd be really interesting to just watch people who are really good at it. Because um, obviously you know playing against people who are really good, um, like you're not like you're too worried about what you're doing to really appreciate like any of the you know the skill you're just like oh they scored again i wonder how they did it um so yeah actually just sitting and watching some games would be really cool um so yeah really enjoyed that i'm really and you know and it's quite nice like obviously it's not the same as actual sport or exercise but it was really nice to have an evening playing online games with my friends and be fucking knackered afterwards like (laughs) like it was just it was cool um the only other thing, and I've only played a tiny bit of, but it's it's more just interesting in terms of how I came across it. Uh, I've been playing Wonderput forever. Um, is this the, the, is this the Netflix game? Yes, which I didn't. <laughs> you know, when we talked previously about the Netflix stuff, it was like, uh, did we mention this, or did it was this not in the list that we we not, talked about the other week? This was not in the list, no. But right. I noticed it is. Yeah, it's one of the Netflix ones, isn't it? Yeah. Which is, so. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if any of you played the original Wonder Put. It's like this. Uh, it was like a you know one of the sort of early sort of darlings of like the the Flash scene, I guess. Um, and then it was yeah, it was this web based um, like mini golf game, but it was all sort of really abstract and like um, you sort of you know knocking this this golf ball around all these like weird environments. It was like it was all on screen at one time, but then like different sections of it would sort of open up and change and. Um, and you'd have all these sort of interesting little interactions with them and stuff, um, and like, and it, and it's like it is brilliant. Um, it's I think you can still get the original. Like, so you can definitely get it on the iPad because like um, I've put it on Isaac's iPad and he he plays it quite a bit sometimes. And it's st- like again, like really holds up even though it's like 10, 10 15 years old, something like that. Um, 
and I'd, you know, I'd, I'd wondered like, oh, what, what did the devs go on to do? Because this was brilliant, and yeah, basically found some like vague stuff about the fact they were supposed to be doing a sequel, um, and then like thought nothing more of it. Cut to us hearing about Netflix starting to do games, and sort of looking at the list and being like, oh man, this all sounds pretty rough. I don't think this is <laughs> this is going to be very good. And then yeah, the other day loaded up the Netflix app and like, hey, you've got games now if you want to check them out. Um, here's the sequel to Wonderpot, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Um, How weird. Yeah, so I've downloaded it, and I mean, I've literally only put about fifteen, twenty minutes in, but it's fucking great. I love it. It's it's the exactly exactly the same sort of thing, but just there's way more of it. There's like a whole like looks like a whole campaign to work through. Um, again, it's still got this really gorgeous like visual style. Um, and you again, you sort of. You're like yeah it, it's mini golf but um you're sort of navigating all these like strange environments like i'm currently i'm at a, a hole where like you're, you're like in this arena right and there's all these holes in the floor there's the hole you're actually supposed to get the ball in but at the start of the hole the ball's massive like it's been enlarged so you can knock oh, it yeah. to the other end and knocking it to the other end shrinks it but then it's small enough to fall in all the holes on the way back to the hole you're supposed to get it in. So you're like, so you're knocking it over okay. when it's huge, making it shrink again, and then having to sort of navigate your way back through all these smaller holes. Just weird stuff like that constantly. Like every single hole, there's like, you know, there's loads of holes where like you're supposed to like skim the ball across water and stuff. So you have to be like really careful how much power you use. But it's, it's so simple to play. It's, you know, it's just one of those sort of press and hold and then drag your finger and let go. Um, and that's that's it so it's you know perfect for for mobile um so yeah as after you know slagging off well not slagging off but just being you know slightly snotty about netflix's big uh mobile game debut uh yeah the, the, i mean there is definitely some stuff there that's you know that not you know not of any interest to me um, but this is an absolute banger as far as I can tell so far. So this has no link with any Netflix IP. It's just a game no. they've got on the service, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just, just on there, yeah. Um, yeah, I've just downloaded it. Um, and it's, it's it, you know, you da- it's on the iOS app store, it says exclusively for Netflix yeah. subscribers. But it's free to download and then you have to log in. I've logged in on my Netflix details. I've got my Netflix profile there. It's quite... Weird. I haven't actually used a game. It's like strange, this isn't yet. it? It feels weird. Like, yeah, because you load it up and it's like comes, you know, it comes up with all your Netflix Netflix profiles. Like, oh, who's playing this? Same as when you load up Netflix. It's like, right, who's watching? Which is odd. Um, but yeah, good game. I'm <laughs> definitely gonna play this. I mean, I love a golf game anyway. I love mm. what, what the golf and yeah, yeah, yeah. putt and putter back on the Mars system days. So I'm well into <laughs> yeah. this. Um, I mean, thank you for a recommendation. Oh, no worries. So, um, so is this? So this is a sequel to the game that you played on Flash like yeah, yeah. a million years ago. Yeah, straight sequel, as I say. Like it even, you know, looks quite similar and it's the, the exact same um gameplay. So Yeah. Superb. What a nice surprise. I mean there's also I've not played it yet. Um, but there's also Asphalt Extreme, which, you know, I, I got quite into Asphalt 8 on the Switch. So the fact that there's a there's a new asphalt game on there as well, which is actually probably decent. Because so, I was so mm, uninterested in the whole like Netflix offering games, I just yeah. didn't even know it was out. I, yeah, yeah. You know w- what's the point? Um, <laughs> but I so I, and I've just opened the Netflix app now. It's not like I got a notification saying games are here. Yeah, but, yeah. So I don't know how I'd even find the rest of the library. I guess unless I searched online. But it's 
it's cool they're doing it at least yeah and i mean you know and as i say this is probably unfair but like i'm scanning through and it's like yeah you've also got shooting hoops and knittens and domino's cafe and they're probably all fine but they're just very obvious like let's do a version of like a known game just to see like you know they're obviously like testing the water and then obviously you know like you say the stranger things stuff makes sense because it ties in with netflix shows but then yeah it's like wonder put on asphalt i was just like oh holy shit <laughs> that's really cool um so yeah, have a look on your Netflix app. So, so I, so this is on iOS as well, is it? I wasn't, I couldn't remember if it was like Android only t- at first. Um, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, I, mm. like I said, I've just gone to the Netflix app. It hasn't said games are here, but mm, I searched this game on the iOS app store. Yeah, and I can download it, and I've logged in with all my details. So, right, cool. So uh, on Android, is there like a section in the Netflix app to download them all? It's well, it's yeah. So basically, there, there is a a game section in the app. Um, but then, yeah, so once you, you click on something, it then takes you to the Play Store um, to download it. Okay, cool. Which, yeah, fine. Um, well, get playing this for sure. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, that's it from me. Shall we do questions? Yeah, sure. If you want to leave us a question, go to tcgs.co slash dear tcgs. Just a couple this week. Uh, Timothy Quadrangle has messaged saying, <laughs> if you had a Men in Black style mind wipe device, calibrated to disappear gaming experience so you could play it again like it was new again what would it be mine would be mass effect trilogy experiencing that anew would blow my mind all over again i know we've answered this in the past but no. sean say now so we can have a different answer um god i don't know i always struggle can with I, stuff like this go on can i go for animal crossing fuck that's a good one because you know it's a it's a joyful experience, but then it's a it's a experience of diminishing returns, and it'd be quite nice <laughs> to just to have that again. You know, it would be nice. We've not yeah. talked about the new stuff, have we? Really, not really. I've, I mean, I've, 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 go on. I've played it. I've played some of it. Um, mm. it's good. It's fine, yeah. but not enough that I'd want to shout about it. If you know what I mean, that's it's just yeah. Like I, I don't have a single complaint about it. Like I've really enjoyed the time I've spent on it. But yeah, in, in no way has it made me sort of go like oh man i'm playing animal crossing every day again this is great yeah so mm. but um yeah no that's that is a good answer i mean um, so um are you both playing the stuff that came with the expansion pack yes okay yeah, the, so the stuff that's not part of that like the general 2.0 is that really nothing to be shouting about no no it's, it's still really good. all about no no the, it, the stuff that they've added is very impressive actually like the amount of stuff like the amount of content they've added is is insane. Like I mean, Chen is playing it all the time again now, and she spends okay, a lot of so time. Okay, done something right then. Well, yeah, I mean, she spends a lot of time on Twitter looking at like what other people have designed as well, and just being <laughs> jealous because she's just like, this is incredible. Like what some people have like have, uh, have yeah. managed to put together. It's you know, like full on castles I mean, I and you know. Yeah, I haven't bothered playing like the new stuff, but I did follow like a couple of people who are amazing at kind of. Animal Crossing interior decoration on Instagram, and it's it is it's mind blowing how good some of this well, stuff is. Even yeah. to the it's point where to look at. people like you know like the meme of like the, the the is it the dog in the house with the fire like around you know like oh, yeah, this yeah, is fine yeah, this yeah, is yeah, fine, that one yeah, yeah. Like, someone managed to like recreate that like because <laughs> they they worked out that because you can polish stuff in this in this version oh that's right yeah, yeah and yeah. you can add effects to the polish so mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like a polishing like the 
Yeah, so, so they just changed it so it was fire instead. <laughs> and then, so it's like you can just make it look like people's houses are on fire, which is which is pretty cool. But you know, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I saw an amazing one that looked like uh, some docks with water and yes. boats and stuff. And I'm like, how have they done that? But yeah. like they, they've they the the floor graphics that they designed have been designed in such a way that from the angle the camera is, it looks it look one it looks 3D. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's some depth to it. Yeah, and yeah, it's. It's so 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 impressive. I'm like, I don't have they have they built. I know it's mostly it's done using clever floor tiles that yeah, yeah, have yeah. made it look like I, they're walking on water and stuff. Because I love those. Because really you get about you get a good two or three seconds of thinking like, oh man, like I should do something like this. That'd be really cool. And then it immediately sinks in like how much work it is. I know, which, I mean, which only I makes s- it more impressive. But I nah, not for me. I started building a Mario world like using all the Did stuff you? from that and it's like you look at it and I'm just like oh this is embarrassing this is <laughs> rubbish like, I, know, I, know I have to put a lot of work to make this look good it's yeah. embarrassing yeah. Uh, Sean are you a, or, are you or were you an Animal Crossing guy or? I, I was for mm. the previous one on the 3DS like okay. I, I jumped onto the, the hype train with it and I put so many hours into it what <laughs> actually killed it for me was when I realised it was work and not a game <laughs> and I was like okay yeah. I'm doing this because it's, it's the day night cycle thing yeah. so it's like you, you only have a certain amount of time mm. and then you just I just became such a slave to like doing stuff for that game <laughs> and I, I was like I, I really can't have this again so when, when it did release uh, last year you know I'm, I'm really happy it's fantastic it was the perfect, you know, isolation game going yeah, yeah. and hanging out with friends mm-hmm. in a world that's actually probably a lot better, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I was like, no, I, I can't be chopping trees and, you know, fishing and, <laughs> you know, Owen look money again. I, I can do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I love the game, but I... I I, I can't do it again. It's too much yeah. for me for the time sink. <laughs> yeah, and like as you say, like <laughs> this one coming out during you know the first lockdown, it was like. Stuff that was busy work felt like a novelty because mm. it was like, oh my god, going to the shops, brilliant, yeah, go a novelty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, God, what was the question? Oh yeah, uh, probably Area X from ResVR would be mine because that that feels like a finite resource that I don't ever want to run out. So if I could reset the clock on that um, and, and not remember it and start again and, and you um, but then maybe it's not as impressive any- no, now that like we're more accustomed to VR stuff I wonder if it's still as mind blowing as it was back in the day because that was a hard, yeah, hell of I a thing I think it probably would be I mean it's it's, it's, it's still up there with some of the best experiences mm-hmm. if you want kind of a music yeah kind of base like euphoric experience mm-hmm. on in vr i think it's still one of the best ones i mean like vr has come on leaps and bounds and there's much more kind of detailed like vr mechanics and, and all sorts that people yeah. are doing these days which is mostly impressive but that i think there's a combination of music and vr that mm. it's definitely up there i mean like texas effect was also was also amazing in yeah, VR. yeah yeah it's interesting that like yeah realism doesn't necessarily help with vr stuff i find like like the Probably my favourite looking VR game is probably well, yeah, it's a toss up between Area X or probably Walkabout Mini Golf <laughs> because it's it's this really you know it's sort of quite low poly like untextured look, but they've they've gone in doing that on purpose and working with that style on purpose, and I don't know, it, it still looks believable to my eyes, but at no point are you like ah these textures are a bit blurry, aren't they, or, or whatever. You don't you don't see any of the, the hardware's you know shortcomings really 
So it's, yeah, it's a weird yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, that's why so many games these days are more stylized versions, because obviously yeah. Quest 2 is a mobile Android device. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't have anywhere near the kind of power of uh, you know, PC VR or mm-hmm. another kind of uh, super powerful uh, VR. But I had to go on the uh, the Varjo XR3 the other week. Like oh, yeah. They came into the studio, and that looks unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. Um, like photo almost like photo realistic graphics in like the environments wow. that we were shown it's um an astonishingly high uh, resolution per eye mm-hmm. like a, a massive field of view uh it, like it, and you were saying the other week sean about mm. uh, with the the pass-through camera on quest not being good well yeah. this has got like a 12 megapixel pass-through oh shit uh a, a, a 12 megapixel camera so the pass-through looks looks uh, amazing i mean it's not it's not like you're looking through glasses but it's incredibly, incredibly good. Obviously, mm-hmm. you look through on Quest and you look like looking for a Game Boy camera, uh, which is a second <laughs> reference to that, that this, this week. But, um, but yeah, whereas, yeah. yeah, this this looked amazing, and yeah, some of the environments just uh, in that is it is like it's VR like I've never experienced before. Really. Mm-hmm. And uh, cool. So, photorealistic VR VR experiences are coming, and like mm-hmm. again, in this demo we, we were showing, you're in this all like a studio for like an artist mm-hmm. with the canvases everywhere. And also, loads of other objects, like shiny objects, and you could go up to like a, like a, what like a chrome or a, a shiny ball, and you can see the reflections around the room and the lighting reflecting off this thing. You see the textures and everything in the room, like canvases or mm. like a like big kind of uh, like almost like the sack you're doing a sack race at school. You can see the textures <laughs> of like the weave, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's incredibly detailed and it's incredibly impressive. So. Cool. Yeah, and like when when that kind of quality of headset becomes more commonplace, mm. um, and and we've got the power and developers want to use it, it's going to be something else. But for now, yeah, it's the more stylized experiences, the ones that people go for because you can get a lot more out of uh, out of a Quest Two headset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's the question? Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it would be for me, it would be our Disco Elysium oh, or yeah, Outer yeah. Worlds for me. Disco Elysium would be a good one. Because I do, I do want to go back to that with the full voiceover and stuff. Like I did a bit of it, and I was like, "Oh man, this is great," um, but it's just it's a lot of time to put into something that I've already played. But I don't yeah, have I'll a lot of time same. to play love to hear new stuff. Voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, have we have we heard from everyone? I don't think we have, have we? Sean, have you? Is it, what would you pick? I think I would go with the original. Halo Combat Evolved. Okay. Because there is a part of my heart just I just remember shooters and stuff not being doesn't didn't really nail the 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 feel of the combat with the large open, you know, vistas and then mm. having um you know just good kind of enemy types and then the flood getting introduced and then just great music and then the relationship of Cortana and vehicles. It, it, it was a lot of things that was tied in together for me for playing that um, the first time. I don't know if it would still hold up. I mean, is this question something that we would <laughs> like replay today? I mean, we've got the um, the anniversary edition yeah. and, you know, games have done that since. But, you know, I just have a lot of good nostalgia. And in fact, a lot of my love for Infinite just comes from just how it just was a staple of just understanding combat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, three four three, you know, have run with that since Bungie. But it's just, yeah, just, I just remember the theme, like just even the menu, just, it always <laughs> just set me, set me off ready to go for, you know, killing loads of Covenant. And then, yeah, I, yeah, that would be, that would be my game. Like there's obviously great 
FPS since then, but I think that was a game that just redefined something for me when I was, you know, at university. Um, and just, it just did so much. And that's not even talking about the, the co-op and then the multiplayer. Um, so yeah, that would be my combat evolved. Yeah, I really hope Infinite harks back to all the things that made, it made Combat Evolve so special. Yeah. By the time this podcast is out, the reviews would have already dropped. I oh, think God, yeah. the embargo is early next week, or maybe... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's early next week. Yeah, I thought it was Monday. It, it'll be out by the time you hear this. Right, yeah, yeah. God, I hope it's good. It'll be, <laughs> the, it'll be such a massive blow if the reviews come out. So yeah, it's like, yeah, it's probably like a seven or six. <laughs> and there's no wrong with six or sevens, but that'll be a huge, huge come down if that's the case. Why, why would it be a huge blow? Because I would just want, really want an incredibly good Halo campaign. I mean, I play through Guardians, and that that was not great. But mm. I, I just I really want a, a good Halo game to to get stuck into. See, I, I, I see. I my expectation for this is this is going to be like an eight, like a seven or an eight or whatever. Like going on what three four three have already done. Like in terms of like you know the the campaigns and everything. I'm not expecting yeah. this to be like a blow like blow your mind kind of thing at all. I'm just hoping I'm going to have a good time with it. Yeah, I'm not expecting Blow My Mind. I would obviously love that. I'm, I just, I mean, multiplayer is excellent. I feel like they've absolutely nailed that. Well, this is it. Yeah, because I think people weren't entirely sure if they would nail the multiplayer. Now, you know, they basically seem to have absolutely smashed that. So, I mean, I, so possibly unreasonably, my brain's just gone, oh, well, the single player will be fucking great as well, which is not necessarily. Yeah. A given, but yeah, it's like I feel like the, the you know this beta for the the multiplayer has like really raised people's expectations for the campaign as well. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, it can't be as disappointing as the Guardians campaign. Yeah. Like that was just ill judged and bringing in. You know, you weren't even playing as like Master Chief, were you? It's just yeah, no, that's joke. right. So yeah, I I really hope it's. Uh, it's fantastic, but we'll see when it's out this week. I um a friend of mine has been not badgering me, but like mentioning occasionally for like about two years now the possibility of us just like co-oping like all of the Halo games because because Dave did this, didn't he, a couple of years back? Yeah, yeah, he he did a chat. Yeah, and, well, last year or so. And I can't remember how he felt about it overall by the end. I seem to remember there were certainly bits where he was like, "No, this is this is bad now." <laughs> yeah, there was some low points. I think yeah. I think his main takeaway is that they got through them way quicker than yeah. he remembered yeah. Halo games taking. But oh, maybe I, I just remember him saying that ODST is yeah yeah how he bad. Hated yeah, that. he didn't like ODST. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe I won't. Upon going back to it, I still I have fond memories of it. But yeah, yeah, me know, too. Maybe it doesn't hold up. I don't know. Um, or maybe I'll do it then. That probably would be quite good fun. If you start now, then you'll be ready for Halo Infinite co-op in May. That's yeah, that would be pretty cool. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I will. See, I've been wanting to do that as well, but like I wanted to play it with my group, but then you can't play, like most of them, you can't play four player. It's only, oh, that's right. It's only two, isn't it? Only for most two, of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, okay, last one MD Quibuffs. Would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse, or drive a car? Drive a car. I- I've got a lot of questions. As, yeah. Well, I feel like this is, is this a reference to something? Or is this just. <laughs> Just I don't, I, no, I don't think it goes that deep. Okay. There's no reference. I think it's merely. I think we just take it at face value. Like yeah. just, I'd, and I'd rather drive a car. So I was going to say. I mean, yeah, selfishly, I know we're killing the planet. Unfortunately, drive a car is is my answer. I mean, on the one hand, I do like. I sometimes do you ever like wonder what it would be like if there were no cars anymore and we just went All right, fuck it, it's horses again. We're using horses again, and you had to just figure out like, well, where where are we going to keep a horse in the house? 
<laughs> got to sort out a room for the horse. You got to figure out. Right, we're going to start using their garages again. Yeah. See, I still need to buy a car because we haven't got one here and I'm walking mm. everywhere all the time at the moment and I hate mm. it. So I'm looking forward to driving a car again. <laughs> I was going to say, well, that's I good, isn't it? I because of like having to go to the supermarket as I've complained already about buying the milk and stuff. So I bought like this bag that you mm. can extend out, which has got wheels on the bottom, so you can, like, drag stuff. Oh, James. And it looks awful. It <laughs> looks you 90 years terrible. old? Well, that's the problem. <laughs> and, like, Chen, Chen refuses to use it. She's just like, I'm not touching it. And then, I mean, the, the instruct, like, the, what's called the description on Amazon was like, this is a stylish bag. It's not mm. very stylish. Um, it doesn't look that great. And, uh, yeah, she, she refuses to use it. But I, it's too heavy, like, the stuff that I'm carrying, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't care. I'm just dragging stuff along. It looks awful. And I guess, because yeah, obviously language barrier being a thing, like a car is not something you can just order online and <laughs> it no, turns I mean, up. It's a whole thing. It's right, it's yeah. also, yeah, like getting a car here is more complicated than it is in the UK. Like really? you can't just go and buy one. God, that takes some doing. It's, it's quite complicated yeah. here. So, yeah. Also, well, I have to get rid of my UK driving license as well, which is, I'm not very happy about doing that, which is weird. You have to get rid of it. What do you mean? Yeah, they they take it, they take it off you and replace it for like a German one, and then wow. destroy your UK one, which what is fuck? like what? Great. And then it's it's fine because you can, I mean, you can still drive on like a German driving license in the UK, so it's okay. Mm. Yeah. But it's still just a bit weird. Like, why, yeah. why can't I just keep it? Like, why why do you have to take it away? That is odd. I mean, I could just come back to the UK and just order another one. It's fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, but it's still just a bit odd. You know the way they just it's take weird it. Weird that they would destroy the UK one. Yeah. I'm odd. Okay, I cool. guess it's the, it's there. I guess it's a risk of like duplicating, you know, legal ID. I suppose. Yeah, I maybe know. something like that. Must be something like that. Yeah, someone else might use it to get into a club. Yes, exactly. Or go around committing crimes That's and go. What they about? Is who I am. Um, Sean, what about you? Are you a horse or a car man? So I have a driving license, okay. but I haven't got a car because <laughs> I, I mean, I lived in London all my life, and Fair enough. other drivers scare me. So I'm like, yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> I like the I. I like the idea of riding a horse, but mm. would you get like road rage, like other, you know, oh my people God. on horses? And is that when does it become road rage and then cross the line between jousting? <laughs> like, I'm a bit worried about the thing I that know. I would love. <laughs> you see, I think it would be okay because you, I think, like, because the thing with cars is that you don't see the person in the car, right? You just see the car, and it's like it's an inanimate object. Yeah, well, not inanimate. You know what I mean? It's it, it's just a, a thing that you can get angry at, and then as soon as you like realize there's someone in there, it's like, oh, hang on a minute, I should probably calm down. <laughs> but if it's just if it's just if it's just you and other people on horses, I feel like that's okay. I don't know. Yeah, and then I guess no, you've got... if they're bringing joust, as as Sean says, I mean, true. Yeah, that would be or, quite I don't think they're called jousts, but if they're doing jousting with whatever the things that are, which they do, they're not called jousts, are they? Of course they're not. What do you mean? Like, what a... are you talking about? You know, like the big long things that. Oh, I've said too much. <laughs> you mean like, you mean like the big long pole that you, you use? That's jousting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, but are the things called jousts? No, I don't think so. What no, are they called? That, that's what I was saying, yeah. Sticks. What would you use if you had to grab something now to go jousting with in your house? Probably just a shatterproof ruler. Yeah, but, oh, Okay, I, I know what it's called. Mop. It's called a lance. Mop. Of course, it's called a lance. I think you'll have to, yeah, just a mop, or if I could take off the end of the um, the Hoover, the, you know, the the big nozzle, the big nozzle. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> not but not many, not many good options for modern jousting unless they, I mean, imagine just being like a, a company like Adidas, just being like, right, well, I guess we have to make lances now. 
Like it's big. It's <laughs> yeah. a big business. It's everyone needs a lance to go when they're out commuting. They might get into a fucking joust. <laughs> uh, and then you know there'd be lances for years and years, and suddenly Apple released the eye lance, <laughs> and it's like, oh wow, it's like you just invented them, have you? Apple was that? Yeah. Oh yeah, but also this has got incredible user experience. Yeah, no fucking you, headphone you, you jack. Know, can, you can find my lance in just in case you manage to lose it. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, you, you wouldn't lose a lance, surely? They're fucking massive. Or maybe they would have like retractable you ones, like those swords you, you, you give to kids, because it's trackable with a yeah, like the toy lightsabers. They just retract in. So then you wouldn't kill anyone with it. That's a bonus as well. Yeah. I, I would bloody love to ride a horse as fast as possible, but it'd be very scary. It's it's fucking terrifying. I say that. I haven't done it since I was four. Um <laughs> I was <laughs> um like a friend of my mum's from work like looked after some horses, so she was and yeah, so I I like got some horse riding lessons for free when I was a very small child. And then yeah, like one time she was like, Right, we're gonna make the horse run now, and I think I nearly threw up. Um. So yeah, well, not not yeah, not, like, you not know, recommended in eighties movies where there's a scene where two people are riding or they're bombing down the beach mm. on horses. Yeah, splashing around. I, I like to do that as fast as possible. <laughs> I'll probably fall off and bang my back, but um, I like to give it a go. It's, I mean, it's not good for you. I mean, not that this was a problem when I was four years old, but it's, it's not great on the old family jewels. So. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet I mind. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably not going to be doing it. No, if, um, it's not going to happen. I mean, maybe idea, maybe we need to organise this. Maybe this is a stream in the future. Put some of that Patreon money to good use. Get Matt some horse riding lessons and bomb it down a beach. I mean, I, I was looking at these options here and I was thinking, like, this could be a wild new triathlon. Yeah. There's, like, a bike phase and then a horse riding <laughs> phase and then a car phase. <laughs> Maybe now we maybe we say, kind of line, maybe we tell everyone we're going to do this if we reach like a certain Patreon you know goal or whatever, and then when it actually comes to it, we just have like a weekend in Blackpool and we just put you on one of the donkeys and <laughs> yeah, there you go, have a little trot up and down the beach, Tanner. Okay, I'm in. Sorted. I'm in. Let's let's do it. Eat way too many fish and chips and donuts. Uh, that's it for questions. <laughs> yeah, go to tcgs.co/slash/dear-tcgs if you want to leave us a question whenever you want. That's it, isn't it? I mean, it's socials first, and then and then Sean can can plug himself. It's socials, then yeah. then goodbyes. Yeah. yeah, cool. So we're going to socials. It is a super busy week this week as it we is. get towards Gotti shows and whatnot. Um, this week, um, for this isn't just streams. There's all our stuff. So we're actually recording the Patreon bonus show this week. So that'll be out maybe Thursday uh, this week. Uh, there's gonna be no Pico Bell on Thursday night. Yeah. We'll say that much because Sean is preparing for uh, what we're doing Saturday night. We'll come back to that in a minute. So no Pico Bill on Thursday. On Friday, Dark Souls 2 stream is happening live at 9pm. On Saturday, if you're a Patreon member at the £8.50 and above tier, we're doing In the Cuisining, the Christmas quiz. Saturday night, Saturday night at 9. That's why Sean is not doing Pico Bell on Thursday. He's preparing the questions and other shenanigans for Saturday. And then Sunday is when we're recording... The Gotti Draft, would you believe it? It's still coming out at a regular time the following Wednesday. But, yeah, there's a whole load of stuff happening. Bonus podcasts, Patreon stuff. Gotti Draft, I can't believe we're, we're this close to the Gotti Draft. Well, this it's, is it, because on top of all the, the stuff we're actually scary. doing for the show, it's like, oh, yeah, by Sunday, I've got to have played everything that I think might go on the list, which is terrifying, because yeah. um, there's definitely a and few... And Halo comes out on Thursday. Yeah, Halo's out on Thursday. Fuck's sake. 
Um, yeah, it's going to be a weird one, um, but I'm I'm quite looking it forward is. to it. So that's our well, that's our streams and other content. Uh, but also on Friday, Dark Calls the rerun is happening. Of course, every Friday we're rerunning old episodes of Dark Calls. This week it's episode twenty one called Knock Knock, where James visits David IRL. Oh my god! And he brings his Dark Souls so far with him. <laughs> Do you have any fond memories of that, James? Um, yeah, it was all right. It was no, it, no, it was good actually because I remember David did like that. He did like a a uh, like a playing out video thing for it and everything. Or I don't know, so, oh, I can't remember. It was good. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, I'm sure it was good. Anyway, that is out on Friday. Again, not on this feed. Search for Dark Calls in your podcast service of choice, and it will be there. Uh, back on the Twitch stuff. If you Amazon Prime, you got Twitch Prime Gaming with that. Yeah, one free sub every month. You can't keep it. Can't take it with you when you die. You have to give it away. And we appreciate it. you went out to our channel and gave it to us. Patreon.com slash TCGS. We can subscribe and support us to access our Patreon content. And the website is TCGS.co for links to our socials, our beautiful Discord, and our store. Amazing. Sean, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast and very hilarious, which is the <laughs> best kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah, thank you ever so much, Sean. Uh, yeah, Sean, but if you want... People to come and see you online, but where should they go? Yeah, uh, I'll probably just only plug the the, the, the Twitch because that's kind of where I want to just make everything a bit more natural. So mm-hmm. uh, it's Extreme Matt, which is X T R E M E, and then M A T, which is not to be mistaken with Matt, who is on here. It's actually a, a name that I had, which used to be Matrix UK. It's a long story. <laughs> I just took the Extreme, put the M A T, combined the two, and regret it ever since. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask about that because when I saw that, I was like, "Hang on, is." is is he called Matt, but Sean LeBeau did a pseudonym? Um, okay, so it was Extreme Matrix Fan 69. What, what are you calling it? <laughs> when I was at school, I was obsessed with Matrix. I'm still a big fan of Matrix. My name was Matrix UK. That's so lame right now. Um, and I said, you know, let's just take the MAT for Matrix. Because I don't know any Matthews with MAT. And then actually, I've met yourself, my other half, and a few others. I'm like, yep. I've made a mistake, but only uh, Gamertag, um, that is still unique. So, yeah, it's ex- technically Extreme Matrix, but it's Extreme Matt for short. Um, so, yeah, go go follow. I'm on Twitch streaming most, uh, in fact, every day apart from weekends, just for good kind of work-life balance. So it's kind of chill. We do some tough games in a safe space and, you know, lovely to have you guys come by again. Yeah, yeah, we, we we raided you the other week when you were playing a cooking simulator. Oh man, <laughs> where you yeah. had where you were, we got there, and you're like, I put too much pepper in, or not enough salt, or <laughs> I forgot to chop something. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I thought, how is this like? Is this just? a HD version of Overcooked, but no, it's much, much, much more technical. <laughs> yeah, it's just that every time you open an oven door and you've got a, you know, a plate in your hand, you're smashing the plate and all of your good work is on the floor. <laughs> it's, it's tough, but um, yeah, we'll be doing more of that as well, so yeah, that'd be cool. Cool, man. Sounds awesome. good. Well, yeah, thanks again for joining us, man. It's been good. Thank you. Um, and that's that's it for this week. It's the Game of the Year show draft next week, and I'm terrified... Is everyone else terrified? Am I am I weird? Yeah, no, I'm I'm fully terrified. I, I'm not in. I, I'm, I'm not emotionally prepared <laughs> for the draft. And I certainly haven't prepared for the game of the year show. There's going to be a lot of crossover, isn't there? I think there is. I mean, it's going to be that thing, isn't it, where you're just thinking, oh, whatever I choose, somebody else is going to have chosen it well, as well. Yeah. So my it's my just... list of four games and one wild card, is, I know, actually needs to be a list of about ten games because I think half of them yeah. will get picked before I get a chance to grab them, but. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I need to work on my wild cards because last year I just 
I didn't really have a plan for that. No, I just show stories untold, even though, yeah, um, it's a good game, but no, I wasn't going to fight for it. So yeah, I need to need to think really. Yeah. My God. Cool. It's coming. Out, it's happening so quickly. It's yeah. It's it's absolutely terrifying. But it's got to happen, hasn't it? It's got to be done. It really does. Join us next week for that. And uh, thanks for letting us be natural. Hey, I forgot I get to do my sign off, even though it makes no sense. Cheers, everyone. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs>